The Pinball Network is online. Launching Triple Drain Pinball Podcast. What All was right, that? Travis, Travis, I know. I'm just blowing your I mind. Don't, so, I don't even know what that is. What that was that? That is literally the intro that is before every TPN podcast. Every single one. So if that's a surprise to you, you've just admitted to Are the you, world you've never listened to an entire... Has that been it's, before it's, our podcast that's between, Yes. That, really is, that is in front of every yes. single TPN oh, podcast. Well, I've never listened to one of our podcasts, Joel, well, because I'm freaking on it. Well, I'm saying TPN podcasts. Like oh, all podcasts. Like all of them. Yes, and the same Shit. lady says, yeah, <laughs> triple drain pinball, but it'll say the pinball show or oh, yeah. pre-play I, pinball podcast. Yeah. I forgot then. My fault. <laughs> okay, so with that taken care of, Travis, you good? You ready? You ready for this? Yeah, I, it just threw me off. I haven't heard that before, so now I know. I know, I know what it's from. Oh, All wonderful. right, let's roll. Uh, Tom, you good? Yeah, except, you know, drop targets are mechanisms. Oh yeah, we got. We're gonna have to get into that. You're and still we, salty hey, over that. <laughs> hey, extra ball, third and person Flippers here. Too. Yes, Colin, are you feeling good? You ready to go? I'm feeling great. Okay, here we go. We 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 we're three guys who like the John Pinball. So we came up with a clever name. We're Joel and Travis down with John Pinball, and we call ourselves Triple Drain. Triple Drain. All right. I feel bad. Colin, every single time they said triple, he, uh, he, he held up four fingers. So, so yes, apparently we need to, we need to edit our song when we have an extra ball, just so you feel included. No, it's um, fine. I was just foreshadowing to a topic we're going to discuss dream. later. Oh, perfect. Oh, the, oh, okay. All right. Um, so we have three real quick housekeeping items. Uh, first off, hopefully everything sounds good and looks good. We use Zencaster for recording. Um, Zencaster has always been a great program, um, but we're trying something new because we actually want to start recording video through Zencaster. It could make things easier. Uh, also, it was a free program. It's no longer a free program. We have to pay for it. So 20 bucks a month, we're sending their way. So thank you to all the Patreon supporters. That is an exact, that's a great use of your money <laughs> to pay for the program we need to make this show. It, so it could turn into an absolute cluster though, too. It could. We, we are, yeah, we, we're just gonna have to wait and see how this pans out, um, yeah, but hey, there's soundboards here. That's why I played that intro song. Travis didn't know that, so maybe I don't have to put it in afterwards. You know, we're gonna see. <laughs> will this help Travis's camera? The answer is no. It will not. It will go out in 30 minutes. I told minutes. you before the podcast. <laughs> I attempted to fix it. <laughs> I attempted. Uh, 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 with the record show. I did attempt. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I I can let's predict. Just, let's just move it along. That Tom's let's just move it along. <laughs> Tom's video is gonna look great. Mine's gonna look great. Collins is gonna look great. Tom yours right now, he's a freaking beauty, but he looks like he's streaming from a potato right His, now. I don't know what's know, going on. I'm guessing though the the raw footage or whatever that it captures will be good. I don't know. Fine. We're we're okay. mixed. We're trying this all out. So, anyways, Patreon people, thank you, thank you for support. If you're looking, check us out. Triple Drain, you'll find us. Second line item. Tom and I have we've we've really struggled with the last week sleeping. We we have guilt. We feel terrible. There was a fan. There was a guy that um, came up to us on Sunday. We were in the hallway out the, outside the tournament room. We were talking to Raymond and then Neil's son or Neil, uh, Tom's son Neil. We were talking to them and it was kind of a small hallway and we were chatting it up about I don't know whatever. And there was a guy that came up in a triple drain sh- uh, hat and he said <laughs> hi to Tom and I. You know, he's like, "Hey, I'm a big fan. Thanks for your content." And we, we basically said, thank you. You know, really, we, it was a very short interaction that we had with him. And, um, 
and then I felt bad because then there was kind of a weird moment and we kept talking to Ray and the guy was like, okay, well, see you later. And wait, wait, as, wait, wait, wait. What do you, what do you mean there was a weird moment? Joel well, just, just kept talking. That's we didn't, no, we didn't like, there was no follow up. like, oh, hey, you know, like where, you know, what games do you have? What are you into? Like, isn't Travis an idiot? Thank God he's not here. There was nothing. <laughs> we didn't like continue the conversation with him and. I felt, oh, yeah. you're saying, felt you're saying the, the fans of Triple Drain have found out what Joel mm. is really like. Yeah, yeah. You're saying. I'm a yeah. jerk. Yeah. He's a yep. big celebrity. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See, now everybody knows uh, yeah, what yeah, happens yeah, yeah. behind the scenes at Triple Drain now. So I felt the guy started to walk away and he was pretty much at the end of the hall. And I looked at Tom and I was like, Tom, we probably should talk to that guy. And Tom's like, yeah, you're probably right. And then I looked down and he had already turned the corner. And it just, that, that stuck with me. Like, I genuinely feel bad about that. I have an excuse. I don't talk. So, oh, so Tom was consistent. I was not. So it's just me. So whoever that was, I hope you still listen. I hope you're still a fan. And I'm very sorry that we not, did not give you, uh, the time of day you deserve. Um, and, and next time you see Joel, you can kick him in the balls. Sure. Uh, sure. Travis point. said that was okay. <laughs> hey, take I, video. I'm take video of that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Home <laughs> Away probably has a picture of Joel in his bedroom right now, just mm. chunking darts at it. Yeah. Yep, like, yep. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't blame him one bit. Yeah, it's uh it's his room looks like the the guy in um what is it? Um Waterboy, not Waterboy, uh Ace Ventura, the like the Finkel laces like out. Fink Finkel. Yeah, yeah. Laces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so, anyways. Um, sorry to that guy. Uh, we do want to say though, we had a bunch of people come up to us at TPF with nothing but pleasantries. They were super nice. It was awesome getting to meet so many different people and talk to them. Uh, took a few po photos. I signed a guy's shirt, which I thought was cool. I mean, it was awesome. It was incredibly cool to know that the three of us are literally sitting in our basements, or you know, Travis is upgraded from a closet and we we just talk about pinball that's all we do and the fact that there are people literally around the world that are enjoying this is ridiculous and it's awesome so thank you so much for anybody that said hi at tpf we greatly greatly appreciate that um third third little thing is twippies we actually ended up getting seventh place seventh out of ten for podcast which was awesome so thank you for anybody and everybody that nominated us and voted travis wasn't there so he's playing dumb he thinks we won you know, because no, I know we we were the first ones there on the list. Yep. I'm yep. going with that. Yeah. All that and, matters. and Tom and I announced an award, which was pretty cool. So Tom was able to <laughs> scream rush in front of a crowd of people. Um, so, I mean, I he's just, living out I, his dreams. That's like my wet dream. <laughs> oh, God. OK. So enough of all that. There's our there's all of our stuff out of the way. Time to dive in here. Colin, Colin McAlpine, a former world champ. Uh, currently you do, uh, what is it like, uh, code, you don't write the code, but like code and rules suggestion or, um, consulting with P3. I don't I mean, what's your official, do you have an official title? What's your official title with P3? I'm a, I'm a rules designer. Rules designer. That sounds great. Um, and, and he and was, it's a, yes, it's a consulting gig. So no, it's not my day job. It's just something to do on the side. That's a lot of fun. And, um, yeah, first time, uh, doing that. I've, uh, you know, just on the sides contributed to other people's, uh, rules and just, you know, they'd bounce ideas off me or we just talk about them online or other stuff. And so, yeah, the first time, uh, doing that actively for actually designing it from the, the ground up. And I yeah. must say it's, um, it's, it's really cool. It's also a lot more work than you'd expect. Anybody can armchair quarterback from their keyboard sure. or from their podcast <laughs> uh, you know, on, on how rules should work. But when you have to get into the nitty gritty 
of not just the rules design, but how the how the rules integrate with choreography, how they integrate with video, how they integrate with graphics, the timing of things, you know, doing all the math of scoring. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's it's a lot of work. It's cool, and but it just it gives it has given me a new sense of appreciation for all those other people that have worked on or are currently working on games and doing rules design and doing just game design in general. Um, it's so much more than anybody realizes until you've actually taken the plunge. Sure. And, and I know we, we talk about it a lot. I mean, I know at least between the three of us, our skill sets um, vary drastically. So that's the one thing that I'm realizing the more that I get into pinball, designing a game or designing a rule set that is fun for a novice all the way up to an Escher Lefkoff, you know, like in, anywhere in between. And how do you balance for that? How do you balance for the guy that's going to find the one thing, exploit it, and just hit the same shot over and over again versus how do you make it fun with cool, you know, choreography and sound and just fun things to do? very close to the start button for Joe Schmo that just walks up and hits the start button. So I, I have nothing but respect <laughs> for you guys and taking that on um, because it looks near impossible, to be honest. I mean, is there, do you have an, so you're right now working on Final Resistance, which was Scott Denisi's game. Did you, did you consult on any of the other games? So I'm, I'm very hardly involved at all on Final Resistance. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that's that's uh that's Bo and Karen's on that. I okay. had some I had some input into that game at the very very beginning of it, the very inception of it. Um, so you're Weird Al then? I was very only at the tail end <laughs> getting involved with that one. I'm involved with something that I can't talk about. Oh, even better. Yeah. Okay. Well, so, so you're like Colin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, good for you, man. Um, so this is like. So this is your baby then, or this is like, this is all on you. Is that, well, it's a team, team. thing. Yeah. It's team. So it's, it's yeah. really cool as far as collaborating. And that actually helps a lot because when you have, just like you talked about how you have different skill sets, you have yeah. amongst team members, you have different varying levels of skill and differing levels of uh, just, you know, what, what you think makes a good game. Okay. And so it's it's really good to have those different perspectives. So that way they they pull me back from the cliff of going you know down like the 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 kefir path of yeah. having something where there's just way too many or you know just a, the over complexity stuff. And so you know striking that balance, which by the way I really like uh, kefir's rules a lot because I like that kind of complexity. I like sure. board games too, um, but uh, it's cool having a team that we can all work together on it and come up with like you said something that can be appealing to the novice and the person that's just stepping up for the first time and for the person that's going to break the game because they're so good at it cool yeah well that's awesome that's exciting i mean congrats to it sounds like you have a project that you're leading or a big you have a big role in so that's that's exciting and you know i look forward to that um one of the main reasons we did invite you on though is you were the main you were the tournament director the main td at um, the TPF tournament, um, which was. was last weekend. Um, so you live in Texas, correct? Correct. I live in Austin, yes. Texas. Yeah. So this is like, you took ownership of this and you ran that tournament. Well, I know I only popped in a handful of times, but you were, 
you were killing it. I will say I really enjoy uh, your commentating. I enjoy it a lot because I feel like the more excited you get, the quieter you actually get. And you you have these like kind of whisper like, oh, man, he hit the lock. It's like because I get it. You're in the same room as yeah. the person playing. So you don't want to be obnoxious or interrupt them. But it's I loved it. I loved it. So it was cool being in the room, at least during finals and semifinals and listening to you and listening to um, Jeff. And I don't I don't know the other guy that was announcing at that time. But um, the three of you guys did a fantastic job um, doing cool. all the Thank commentating. You. I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, it's a it's kind of a nice, uh, you know, fun way of spending your time in the tournament after you crash out. <laughs> and yeah. uh and since I and since I run that tournament, I get to kind of decide if I'm going to do the commentary. It also makes for a great way of actually watching what's going on. So you're sure. trying to, uh, you know, observe and still be, you know, tournament director uh, at the same time. But uh, I, you know, I really enjoy doing, you know, commentary. It's fun to do, and it's fun to, uh, yeah, it's fun to get excited and to, you know, get you know, emotional about stuff. I mean, I think there's also a place, a time and place for somebody who's, you know, just kind of more, more deadpan in their delivery, but I tend sure. to get emotional about stuff. I think it's exciting. And I think I, I try to convey that with my, with my voice, whether that's through pacing or through volume or pitch or whatever. And so I, I, I'm very intentional in trying to do that because I think it's, I think it adds a lot to have somebody who is, genuinely excited about what they're watching as opposed to just watching it and talking about it well so maybe this is an interesting question travis you made it very far in the tournament did you when you're playing in that room whatever 15 feet away from the people do you hear them do you block that out uh i can hear it before but during no like i during the ball i'm just totally focused on what's on the play field and everything else is just kind of zoned out but before I can hear it, but it's not a big deal at all. I mean, come from a baseball background, I'm used to being yelled at no matter what. So hearing somebody talk in the background, it doesn't really matter. I mean, it, it makes it more fun, to be honest with you, because I think even before, I think we were on taxi and I could hear uh, Jeff Teolis behind me because he was talking about us plunging to a certain spot and all that, just kind of in jest. And I remember turning around and be like, no, I'm not going to do that right now. So like, <laughs> that type of interaction cracks yeah. me up. I mean, it's pinball. At the end of the day, it's fun. And I mean, until like the, the only other time that maybe like I may not acknowledge it at all might be if we happen to be an in disc and a world championship is on the line or something like that. And there's thousands upon thousands of dollars. But other than that, I mean, at the end of the day, it's pinball. We're all friends. You got to have a good time while sure. doing it. Well, um, where do you guys want to start? The, the goal for today's episode is we want to we definitely want to highlight we haven't talked to we haven't really had a ton of tournament talk recently. So we definitely want to highlight, especially with Colin here, we want to talk about the tournament that was at TPF, um, you know, just overall thoughts, how we thought that went, all that stuff. And then obviously at Texas Pinball Festival, there were six brand new games uh, that were all there ready to play. And I know the four of us, we all played them. And so we kind of want to give our initial impressions. They're not reviews. They're not reviews initial impressions of those six games unfortunately there was no bond 60th that was the other game that i was hoping to play uh we'll just have to continue to rely on tom to tell us how great that is um colin and or, or travis you guys haven't played bond 60th yet right uh, i've stared at the box oh still oh, staring at the box bond. yep yep i've tom. only i've only watched tom's stream of it <laughs> so tom since the last time we talked has ha, have your feelings changed about bond 60th at all no not at all still love it Good, 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 good. Okay, so tournament-wise, tournament-wise, um, 
I don't know. Maybe we'll start with Colin. I mean, you ran the whole thing. What do you feel? I don't know. Uh, is there anything unique about the TPF or the Texas Pinball Festival tournament? Uh, maybe the format style or what is there? Did you feel there was something that went really well? Um, is there anything you want to change? Yeah. I, I mean, overall thoughts. I think, you know, first off, overall, I started, I, I got involved with running the TPF tournaments because I was a player in them at first. And, um, and there were some things that I saw along with other players that could be done better. And, um, and so I brought those up to, uh, to Ed Vanderveen and he used that as an opportunity to say, Hey, Colin, you want to be part of the solution? (laughs) And I was young and naive and uh, said, yes. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, and so, yeah, we, um, we took, um, that show. And so the, the, the overall vision that I had, you know, from what, six years ago now or seven years ago was to, I, you know, TPF is a world-class premier show and anybody that's been there will, will say that it's that it is, it is, if it, it, I would argue it's the best show, but I mean, if it's, if it's not the best, it's one of the best, you know, two, I mean, the Twippies, it gets voted as the best and for good reason. So we, you know, you guys have talked about that, you know, and everybody else has another reason why TPF is so good. Um, and so I wanted to take and, and create a tournament that would mirror a, you know, that world-class show and have a world-class tournament that took place at TPF. And it kind of gone in the, in the way, in a direction of being more of a, a local regional tournament. And it wasn't run at the level that was attractive to people traveling from really outside of the region specifically to play at the tournament. There's still some great players that were there, but they, you know, they weren't necessarily always there just for the tournament. They were there for the show. And so we developed a format that we, it, the idea behind the original format was to create a tournament that allowed players to both play in the tournament and enjoy the show. And okay. so our original design of it, we, we just had the one tournament. We didn't have a classics tournament. At that time, there wasn't a women's tournament. It was just the main tournament and we intentionally designed it as a limited entry. So you can't just pump and dump all day. You pay upfront for a certain amount of entries and you, once you've used those entries, you're done with your qualifying. You just hope that you made the cut line. Yeah. And then, then the idea was, Hey, you can then, you know, break apart, maybe take a break from doing entries for a while and go enjoy the show and then come back or do them all at once and then go enjoy the show the rest of the time or enjoy the show first. And then you, you get the idea. Sure. Now, it was a victim of our own success that we had people showing up that were really into tournaments. And they said, hey, we want more than just one tournament. You know, every other big tournament has an extra classics tournament or a side tournament. And then the women's pinball scene has taken off. And thankfully, we have a great tournament director based on the, the Bells and Chimes Houston Liz Dronay that helps to, to run the women's uh, uh, Texas takedown tournament. And so... You know, we started then adding those other tournaments. And so you can now, if you really wanted to, you could spend pretty much all your time in the tournament rooms or most of it there. Uh, but the original intent was always to have a tournament that went along with this world-class show. And so I think I think uh, we as a team uh, of people that helped to run that have been successful. I think we've I think we've succeeded at uh, at at turning that tournament into a world-class tournament. It's uh, it's attended now by people coming from across the country, some even from across the world. Uh, we now are consistently getting uh, the top players in the world that travel there. We're on the Stern Pro Circuit. 
and uh, and generally the the feedback that I get for the tournaments is very positive, even with it being unique. It is not like most other tournaments where you can just keep paying and paying and paying and playing. Um, yeah. yeah. Or having a match play in a you know, tournament. It's not a match play tournament, although the women's tournament is. And so, uh, yeah, I'm I'm really proud of where uh, where we've come and where we were and that where it's where it's come to. Dude, that's awesome. That's awesome that you're getting positive feedback, Travis. What was your negative feedback that you wanted to share with Colin? <laughs> the classics. That's the that's the <laughs> one I'm actually most salty about. My God. So I was planning on not playing it at all. And everybody kept coming up to me and being like, well, you signed up for it. Are you going to play? You're going to play. And I was just like, you know, I think I'm going to hold off. And then somebody, I forget who it was. Somebody came up to me and said, well, your wife is qualified. Like Monica's about to have a buy. I was just like, okay, my ego's taking over. I'm going to go over there and get a buy too. So and yeah, maybe, it was like five games later. I was like totally screwed. Well, so maybe this is a dumb question, but like, why, why wouldn't you play? Like what's the, what's the negative in, uh, well, for me personally, it would be just the volatility of it because there's only eight plays, right? Okay. So, and it's classics. Classics is much more difficult to control than a modern machine. You put me mm-hmm. on a modern machine in eight plays, I'll get a hold of it. I'll figure out how to get four really good scores. When it comes to classics though, you're at the mercy sometimes of just the fates of the pinball gods, no matter what you do. So to, to put this in perspective, my first or maybe not even my first three games, but at one point I remember nine balls in a row, three straight games, only two actually got to a flipper. <laughs> like seven were like legitimate house balls. I wish I could say, Hey, it was my fault, but I was focusing on my plunges and everything. And I was just like cussing in my head. I was just like, what am I doing right now? And I think literally, I think I finished like 140th or something like that. It was, it was horrible. It was so, just is the, that a the, um, everything fell apart? Does that imp like so? Okay, so that sucks, right? I all agree with that. But does yeah, that it, impact your like global position or anything? So like, does it hurt you in yet. a negative way? Not yet. It, <laughs> okay. might, it might next just year. Just wait. Yeah. So basically, to put this in perspective, if potential Whopper system that's going to be out next year, which affects your efficiency percentage. And we don't need to get into the weeds about that. Let's just say you just don't want to F up a tournament like I did with the classics, because if you finish that low, it's going to torpedo this metric and it's very hard to dig your way out of it. So you got to be a little bit more, I guess, intelligent about, you know, what you're going to do and how you're going to go about it. Yeah. So, and I was severely lacking that Saturday. So yeah, it was uh, it was pretty bad. So yeah. Okay. Okay. So classics, uh, Tom. Do you have uh, how how classics go for you? Uh not bad. I didn't make the cut, but I was I think three spots off the cut. Nice. Um, I had a really good score on Gorgar. I think I was like second on Gorgar. Um, but uh, my center grade score bled out and. I was I was I was gonna save like a couple of entries towards the end, and then I decided to play them. And I should have I should have saved one because if I, if I well I was playing catch up though too because I needed a good score on flash. But uh, that that's the hard part of it, you know. Four of your games count, but you only have eight entries, so oh, you got to make the most yeah. of those opportunities. And Colin, did you play? 
Not in classics, no. Not in classics, okay. I played in the main in the Wizards tournament, yeah, but with running it and everything, yeah. there's just not time. And the, also, I'm, I I take over and actually the the you know hands-on TD for the classics finals as far as sitting there and you know, making sure that you know, people are, you know, picking, you know, picking their games and their player order and all that fun stuff. So yeah, Good. there's just not time to to do that. I think I tried doing that the very first year that we added classics and, uh, and I don't, I think I didn't, you have time never to again. play in it. So yeah, never, <laughs> yeah. never again, but yeah, it's tough. That's a, you know, it, and it's because we designed that classics tournament to be a, a, just a simple add on. It was not intended to be the, the main draw and so and we we also kept it as a, a limited entry you know trying it's, it's just trying to manage the really it's just a it's a throughput capacity analysis you know we only have a certain amount of space so you can only have a certain amount of pins and you limit it to a certain amount of people and you estimate how many games how many minutes per game and you just you know you run that math and then add some buffer to it so you deal with the fact that there's going to be pins that are going to be down for a certain period of time and uh yeah, there's a you know there's there's part of me now because of the the change in the Whopper rules where you can get more uh, you can get more value for your tournament when you are adding on the the qualifying and the finals because that that classics tournament at TPF is designed to hit exactly the hundred percent TGP mark and you know if I were to change the format I could get more out of it like if I were to change it to an unlimited entry I could get more out of it and then. I don't know. We'll see. It's something I'm th- I'm toying with. So maybe I'll I'll uh, I'll talk to Travis offline and see if he if he agrees with my analysis on There's whether or not to whether or not to do it to unlimited or not. Yeah. Anything that helps me qualify, I totally agree with it. <laughs> Anything. Um. So at the end of the day, what was it? Who won? Was it Escher? I thought Escher did. It Escher win. Escher Escher won that yeah. in a you know. So spoiler alert. Sorry. You know, Joel's oh, ruined yeah. Joel's ruined it for you. My bad. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, he he won in a very convincing way, at least on the on the tie break. Um, so I'm spoiling it again. So if you if you don't if you want to watch the vod, spoil and, you know, away. Then yeah. you know, fast forward. But the, it was a fascinating final four in that Escher was really in in position where he was probably going to take third and in going into the last game and on flash and even going into the last ball on flash. And, and then he was lo- he was tied lo- with Neil. Yeah, uh, yeah. They were they both had two points. I think it was and yeah. the other people. Uh, you know, it was Preston and uh, yeah. And uh, from out of nowhere, Laura Streeter from Arkansas right. that uh, has not been playing. Only I think I, when I looked at her profile afterwards, I think she's only been playing for about two years competitively at least. Yeah, she played and, phenomenal. Oh man, she tore it up. She was great. And she had a she had a chance there in that game of Flash, the game three of three, that um, you know if she w- I mean, she was playing great, but Escher played really well, and if she could have uh, you know caught him, then she would have won it outright. Instead, they went to a tiebreak on Old Chicago, and it was the best like competitive game of Old Chicago I've ever seen before in my life. You know, if you know the, the second place, Preston, you know, put up two hundred and thirty thousand on Old Chicago. And took second, and Escher triple rolled it. Triple roll, uh, he he put up three hundred thousand <laughs> on Old wow. Chicago, and just in, in very convincing fashion. So it's a, it's a really good watch, even if you've been listening to this and got it spoiled. It's still worth watching because you'll yep. just you can appreciate the skill in both right on time. Know, handling. Yep. 
Well, there goes Travis. Yep, <laughs> handling handling both the kick out and going right back in for collecting over and over again, old Chicago. And then both he and Preston <laughs> had some just amazing uh, techniques in nudging the machine and keeping the ball alive. So really, really good play. Awesome. So I know what was it? Neil. Neil ended up what? So this is Neil. Freddie. I feel like we do need to clarify sometimes because we just throw out names like we assume people know them. Escher's a big deal. He's like number one in the world. Neil is Tom's son. <laughs> There's your clarification. Neil ended up what? Was it third or fourth? Fourth. Fourth. Nice. Um, so he bought dinner is what it sounds like. No. No. <laughs> no. I, I still <laughs> no. bought dinner. And how'd Monica do? Monica qualified. Yeah, she took uh, 12th. I think she actually got a buy. Hey. So yeah, Good she played outstanding. She's been practicing a lot at home on the classics and everything. So I was happy for her. Yeah, at, least, at least somebody in this house can play classic skills, <laughs> yeah. so that's good yeah um yeah, so well, awesome weren't we supposed to get monica instead of travis that's what we talked about that we're like <laughs> if monica places higher than travis we should get her we should upgrade our muri and she uh, offered and i said then, no but tom theoretically then we should have got neil too just saying yeah Yeah, yeah. just saying i'm retiring bye everybody (laughs) (laughs) um so classics awesome so then you had the main tournament and i know um yeah there was qualifying for that which was like a day and a half or whatever and then that started up on saturday and it was cool because i've been to i've been to shows with these guys and normally the two of them are just in the tournament room the whole time like it's it's to get for them to get a, a break to ever leave the room is so rare and i felt like with these they actually had time um which was pretty cool travis did qualify for finals tom you didn't right but neil did sad <laughs> face where's the yeah where's the audio <laughs> I, Come I, on, tom. I played like doggy do in the uh, in the <laughs> main doggy do um Awesome. For lack yeah. of better words. But it's also but... as as Travis is mentioning, it's you know, it's another limited entry. You know, you have right. it, and you have it's 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 actually ratio wise, it's about the same. You have you have twenty-five total plays and you have to put up your best score on twelve different machines. So it's just a matter of you do have a little bit more flexibility than for those games that you can actually get a hold of on your first game to yeah. give you some more extra plays on something else. And they're not all classics, but there's a lot of classics. So there's a T- lot of classics. The TPF main was, uh, was one of the, you know, it was one of the first tournaments, you know, big tournaments that in- used the classics extensively in their main event. And since then, more and more tournaments have gone that way of using classics and not just moderns. You know, Pinberg obviously was a pioneer in doing that. Um, but um, it's cool that we have that. I like having that you know, people have to demonstrate their proficiency across all different eras and also have to do that in finals, too, because they're, they're forced to pick up uh, each each group is forced to play a pin from each one of the three eras. Yeah. So it's you can't just have you're not going to just going to see somebody pick all three moderns for their finals. Well, I will say, um, I just kind of watched it from afar on Saturday cause it was most of Saturday. And then the twippies were Saturday night. I, um, and Tom was like, well, I'll be free, but Travis was still in. So we're like, okay, we'll just announce it ourselves. We held up a shirt in, in, in Travis's honor. I mean, it's, you know, he was there ish. Um, got through the twippies and then we're like, Oh, it's semifinals. Travis is still in it. So Tom, me and Neil, we went straight to the viewing room and, and watched the the projector, or whatever. So we were watching the stream in the stream next door. And, um, I remember seeing some cool taxi play taxi is such a fun game to watch. Like it's so easy to know what people are trying to do that. There's no, 
like what's he playing what's his plan what's he, is he gonna no it's like you know what he's gonna do um which was pretty neat uh watching taxi and then i remember the last game of semifinals for travis to make finals he had to go he had to go at it in in godzilla so godzilla was in and it was super cool sitting next to tom and neil because neil like started geeking out he's like he needs two hundred fifty thousand points so all he has to do is he has to do this 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 and this in this order and then he's got it and it's like to see his ma- his brain working and then all of a sudden watching travis it's like boom he's got his 2x boom he's got his multi-ball all ready to go he's got his battle lit he gets into that he hits this shot and then I mean, there's so many animations that like everybody in that room's like, he did it, he did it. And nobody's, you can't even see a score like Joe, me over here, Joe Schmo, I had no idea. And then sure enough, boom, as soon as it actually shows the score, it's 280,000 or whatever it was and crowd goes wild. And it's just that type of complexity and to see the room, I don't know, all your brains were thinking that that's what he's going to do. And he did it. And so that was really cool to see. Well done, Travis. It got you into the finals. Um, (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, Tom, you were sitting there. You were thinking that <laughs> yes, you were thinking the same thing. I mean, it was really that was pretty neat. That was pretty neat to see Godzilla go that way. Um Well, that's we one of the reasons finals. that's one of the like, reasons why Godzilla is such a good game. Yeah. Is because it's not it's I mean, like for instance, talking about taxi, it taxi is like a straight execution game. Yep. You just gotta execute and everybody's gonna be executing on the same thing. There's very there's a little bit of variation you can try to pull off, but there's really not much. And with Godzilla, because of you know Elwin's incredible rules design and scoring design, yes, that you have the opportunity, even stepping up as player four, ball three, with only what two million points, Travis? I think in that semifinals uh, game, right around fifteen. I think. Okay, fourteen or fifteen. I, I was down like two eighteen. No, yeah. it wasn't much at all. Yeah. yeah, but you knew because you know the game and you 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 know how the scoring and how those modes work, and you get rewarded by playing and just executing well on any given mode and on any given multiple. And, you know, you can do certain stacks like the one you did of stacking, uh, you know, Totanosaurus with, uh, with the Godzilla multiball and with some other ally stuff. And yeah, just the points come rolling in and not just by, not just by starting, you still have to do the thing. You still have to execute during the multiball, but I love games that allow you to, you know, you'd never feel out of it. Whereas like sometimes in older games and some classics where like on Mars Trek, if you're on Mars Trek, you know, you kind of have this cap of every single ball of what score you're going to get. And you, yes, there actually is the potential where you can collect bonus and rebuild your bonus, but you're generally not going to survive long enough in Mars Trek to do that. And so you kind of have this idea of like, man, if I get behind by more than 200,000 on going into ball five, there's very little chance that I'm going to catch. So it's really cool in games like Godzilla where you can step up and you can you know that hey if I do the right things I can catch. Yeah, and it was that was just really cool to witness. It was cool to witness the crowd like work like solving the puzzle in their head. This is what he has to do and then to actually see it executed was very cool. So it gave so me a Joel, glimpse of what's actually going on in your heads. Did <laughs> when you, you play. did you figure out what I had to do, Joel? Because you have a Godzilla. Well, yeah, you I do. To figure and it I, out a little bit? I did not realize that Titanosaurus was like, I, I always see everybody go Gigan. Like everybody always goes Gigan for their first thing. But then to see this, it's like, why are they going? I asked Tom, I was like, why are they going Titanosaurus? And it's like, well, if you do it quickly, there's more points possible the quicker you, you knock it out. So if you do that, plus the multi-ball, and then I think you had the two times with Ronan, uh, Rodan, Rodan, whatever, going, and it just like, yeah, so it's everything, basically everything if you can get if you can get halfway through a mode or a kaiju battle, it'll light one of your allies. And so I knew that by stacking. So when you're thinking about these different 
modern games, it's kind of like thinking of it in terms of layers, right? So you're trying to get to your first level, then you want to do your second thing, then your third thing. And it's almost like hitting the gas a little bit more, a little bit more. And then when finally everything's together, that's when you really just take off. So this is kind of like that to where you're holding off on your mode. You're trying to get your multiball juiced up and then you can bring in your mode, then start your multiball. Right. And then from there, it's just getting halfway through that battle. Because once that battle's halfway through, then priority shifts to the scoop, trying to figure out how to get a ball in there as soon as possible. And then on top of that, it's using the right flipper to make sure that you rotate your allies around to be the yeah. 2X. Because at that point, an add a ball wouldn't really do me any good because I knew I still had the spinner left to go. And then I also knew I didn't want Mothra because I needed points at that point. Yeah. And it wasn't like I was trying to chase down 600 million. I was just trying to chase down 220 million. So that's well within the reach of a decent Godzilla multiball and a Titanosaurus. And I knew also that midway through that mode, I would start focusing more. If I couldn't get the Mazer target, which would have been the fourth step to that, I knew I could start spamming the wallop shot because I would reach at some point to where I'd have a super jackpot lit and I'd be able to spot a shot at the same time. So that was kind of my line of thinking of going after something like that. And it kind of, if you see it, it all happens within about five it's seconds so, or so. Yeah, it's so quick. It's, it was really Do impressive. Do you know what the wallop really shot cool is, Joel? The wall of shot, yes. The wall okay. is like okay. the back door into the building, and it spots a shot. <laughs> we yeah. taught him that a couple episodes ago. He's like a Godzilla expert now. Okay. You know, I've interviewed Keith about hey, Godzilla. I'm pretty sure Keith is going to start contacting you stuff. for rule set observations. Yeah. Like, how do I how do I fix this mode, Joel? What do you yeah. think I should do? He's going to break well, his contract with Loser Kid? Yeah. <laughs> no, I yeah, Keith, yeah. No, part of me wanted as a joke. I mean, I was joking around with Travis about like, hey, if you need any help on taxi, like I, I know taxi pretty well. I can teach you some rules. You did there was some... one I didn't. I didn't know how to relight your lock, <laughs> which <laughs> is just you get another passenger. I was like, oh, good to know. And I almost cracked that joke with Carl. And I was like, I don't know. I'm going to leave Carl alone. You know, <laughs> like, hey, Carl, if you need, you need Godzilla help, I, I got you, man. Um, no, it was really cool to see. And then finals roll around and um, your final three games were once again taxi. So it's like we've already seen a good bit on that. So just seeing strategy unveil on that Godzilla. And then the last game was volley. Was that right? No. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, and yeah, I don't know if, well, before, if before we get into the games, there's another layer of the onion here as far okay. as tournament play and strategy that Travis utilized. And that is he was the rules of this one and in other tournaments as well, there's constraints on not being able to pick the same pin again. Yes. And so in this case, you can't pick the same pin two rounds in a row. And Travis being that he was a, he was a bus driver. At least he was guaranteed to be a bus driver in round one. Cause I think you were the fourth qualified fourth, Travis. Uh, third. Yeah. Third or fourth. Okay. I think I was right behind Raymond. So I think third. Yeah. So he, he was driving the bus in his first round. And then depending on who was left in the tournament, he's, he could have been driving the bus in semifinals and he did. And, but in semifinals, Travis chose to defer. So he deferred and chose to go fourth in player order and just let somebody else pick. And so he felt confident enough in the games or he knew who the next seat up was and figured that they were going to pick games that he liked to play. And that left him in a position when it came time for the finals, Travis was the highest seed remaining because Escher had gotten knocked out. Raymond had gotten knocked out and uh, who was a, um, I forget who the second seed was, but it, uh, anyway, so Travis was, was you know, if he was, yeah, if it was just those two, then he was fine. So then at that point, Travis now finally picks games during finals. It was the nice. first time that Travis picked games the whole time, if I'm not mistaken. Correct, Travis? Uh, I got to pick in the first round, and I think I went with uh, 
foo taxi and volley so oh, you did take that okay yeah so it's kind of the same way i ended up so in finals i ended up going with godzilla taxi and volley and of course a lot of people watching are like well why would you go godzilla against uh carl and all that so <laughs> my line of thinking is is that i i Yolo. always want to play I, yeah i want to play games and have fun and yeah. at the same time it's not saying foo fighters isn't fun but i also want to challenge myself and just get after it and play against the best people against the games that they can play really well and i know it sounds psychotic because i did the same thing at indisc a lot of people don't realize that the reason why i picked flash gordon was because it kicked my ass at free play florida and i was still like i was still fuming about that and so it's almost like Vengeance. i want to prove it to myself that i can beat this game and i can do it against you know the best players in the world that are really good at the game so you know maybe it bites me in the ass maybe it doesn't there might be an alternate reality here to where i come out on top of godzilla but i mean at the same time i'm still confident in playing godzilla because i have one here at home and i have it set up basically on death mode to with the zuzo hat uh rubbers with the outlanes completely gone tilt tight everything set on hard so i definitely had trained up multi-ball max that, that don't work <laughs> yeah, so, yeah all kinds of stuff so yeah. yeah i mean i i don't mind my picks at all i was happy to do it and i knew that if i would have deferred again because carl was in my group and he's the one that picked in semifinals well he probably doesn't pick the games that i necessarily want to play so at the same time it's kind of like like i was telling carl i was like well we played these games last round pretty much i mean just trading out volley and mars track so at least we're ready to go but i knew it was going to be an uphill battle against Carl on Godzilla. And then I knew Taxi was going to be an uphill battle against Bowen because he had just blown yeah. it up earlier in the tournament. So, but it's just one of those things that you get to a certain level, you're playing players that they're going to play great on the pens no matter what. And it just comes down to execution at that time. So two things I want to kind of, well, one. So one comment, um, Taxi. Normally when I see Taxi played or at least in a tournament, um, those flipper, the flippers get weak. And so all of a sudden it's like, can you hit the left ramp? Can you actually start multi-ball? And just watching the ball just like, oh, oh, it goes up and down, up and down. Uh, this taxi was awesome. I mean, people were drilling that left ramp. And so I, I think I had heard during uh, your, somebody switched something out. Somebody switched uh, one of the coils or something out and made it more, uh, more powerful, um, which was pretty cool. And then they also made the spring on the plunger more powerful so instead of this wimpy little plunge, it was like rocketing around that funnel two, three times. So it kind of brought in a, I don't know, a little bit of mystery of like, are they going to be able to plunge where they want to plunge on this? So uh, Taxi ended up being a very inter interesting or entertaining game to watch. Um, so well done on that. Um, but yes, we should probably we should probably just get into it, Travis. Uh, your, your, your game of Godzilla in semifinals was awesome. Your game in finals, though, <laughs> went in a very different direction. And um, I don't remember, was it ball? Th I think it was ball three or ball two. I don't remember what ball it happened on. Uh, ball, ball three. three. Ball three. So you got everything lined up, ready to go again. You locked your third ball. So this was a premium. The tower comes down. You locked your third ball. But what's the odd is... The word lock is subjective. So yeah. you, you I, hit I the third ball. I did my third ball. <laughs> and it shot it up. So it was right. on top of the roof. But yet the game didn't realize that. So you were in a weird state. Um, the balls are up there. You're waiting for the, the multi-ball to start. 
typically when the multi-ball starts, the, the balls are let go and a, mul- and a ball save comes on. Um, it didn't know what was going on. So it starts going into ball search. And here's Travis looking like an idiot standing in front of the game trying to figure out what to do. And so, yeah, yeah, you here, can take it so, from there. <laughs> well, here, here's the big issue. There's a lot of things about this situation that people don't realize. So one, I've seen this before. And, oh, really? Yeah, I have. It's happened on mine at home. And eventually the software caught up and gave me the lock. I've seen it twice huh. at my house. That's why I sat there for a second. I'm like, okay, it might happen. It might happen. But then as soon as I saw the building start to move when it did its first ball search, I was like, oh, crap. You know, this is because I, because I knew within like seconds, I'm like, okay, here it goes. It could go either way. It's going to be 50, 50. It's either going to read it or it's not. And so from there, once I realized it wasn't going to read it, then I was stuck in between, okay, do I stop it from moving or do I just sit here and wait? So I was like totally stuck in between. And if you watch back on the replay, you'll notice that I forget the exact timestamp, but by the third time it starts to do a ball search, I actually put my right flipper up because I decided I was going to stop the ball search and then finally just like figure it out from there. But I literally put up my right flipper at the exact same time the final ball search like started. So I didn't well, block it. What would putting up the right flipper do? It would indicate to the uh, software that I have a game on or a ball on flipper is what it would do. So it would stop it from going. Okay. That would be the idea. So, yeah. So that was my plan. And then, of course, when I realized, oh, shit, I missed that, too. Then I knew it was going to exactly happen. So and it was just mass chaos from there. And my mistake was is that I decided to try to trap right when all the balls were coming down instead of like flipping away and then waiting to see if I could get under control like a hundred percent. So it was just like total mass chaos. Women and children were screaming for the exits. <laughs> well, it was so just, it was horrible. It was a, uh, it was a triple drain and, and all, and all it was actually, quad, a, quad, it was actually a quad drain. Where was the fourth so, ball? Yeah, so that- here's what happened. There was a ball that immediately went out to the left out lane it okay. consumed my Mothra. Mothra, yep. And I heard the Mothra go off, but I was so preoccupied with the other ball, right, that I did not see the ball launch and come to my flipper. So if you watch the replay, I don't even flip at it because I'm trying to watch the other ball, which hilariously I lose in the glare at the same time. So I don't even know where that ball is because if you watch, I don't even make a shake. Because I think it's still on top of the sling and about to come back down to my right flipper. I'm just like looking in that area. And then next thing I know, I see it in the outlay and I'm like, oh, crap. Like it just all happened. It all happened so, so fast. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So we everything were, that could go yeah. wrong went wrong. We were watching it. And I think, Colin, you had even started to stand up when he was waiting. Like, because I think you were about to like something's. I don't know. I don't know if you had stood up yet until after it happened or what. But all of a sudden, it just everything happens. And everybody in the room, everybody was like, what just happened? Like that just ball search happened and everything's gone. Everything he had is gone. But now what? Now it's time yeah, as, I a, didn't, as a I CD didn't, to make I didn't a ruling, see the right? Quadrain. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I didn't see the quad drain. So I was, I'm sitting there watching it and, you know, I'm, we're, you know, we see the, you know, we see Travis shoot the lock. We're like, all right, it's party time. Travis is going to yep. do the thing now. And then we're just, we're sitting there and like, we thought that we lost the score cam. So we thought the score oh. cam had frozen. Because it was frozen on whatever, I forget it was Titanosaurus, you know, mode screen. 
And so we were like, oh, crap, because he had some issues with OBS in, previously in the stream. And you guys know this. When you stream, you know, things oh, yeah. go wrong. Oh, yeah. And so that was the initial thought. And then we realized that, oh, no, because the, you, we weren't getting the normal light show from the inserts in the play field that you get during the prelude to Godzilla Multiball. Mm-hmm. So like, oh, no, something's not right. And so then we we're just waiting and thinking, I had never actually seen it before. So I don't own a Godzilla. I've played it a lot in location and tournaments. I'd never seen this before. So I'm thinking, hey, the software is just like taking its sweet time to register. And so I'm thinking, okay, it's going to start the multiball eventually. But then I, I, same thing. I saw it start doing ball searches. I'm like, oh, no, <laughs> that's not good. Yeah. So by the time it started its second ball search, I'm taking off my, my headphones and getting up from the booth and in just the it was this is how fast those four balls drain from me standing (laughs) up from the booth and walking not 10 feet over to travis at standing at godzilla his balls were gone gone yeah (laughs) so i get over there and i'm kind of dumbfounded because and travis is looking over me with just this you know this heart puppy dog look on his face please help me they're gone and i'm like (laughs) and i'm like what happened so i go back over to the booth to ask him like what happened because i didn't see anything like how did it i I thought that it had killed your flippers that was my first thought because i didn't think that it was possible to drain that many balls that quickly (laughs) (laughs) you haven't watched my stream is what i'm hearing (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah yeah So I go back, and then people confirm they're like, you know, like all of them, all of them drained. It was a, it was a, you know, it was a complete every every ball drained. And and you know, after the fact, I went back and watched and saw that actually there's a moth run, so the fourth one drained too. Um, and so yeah, then then going back over there and conferring with one of my fellow TDs, Dick, and then you know also confirmed it was Zach Sharp who was in the crowd. <laughs> yeah. As far as getting another resource from another, you know, you know, TD that wasn't involved in the game, and somebody that's on the IFBA board, he knows his, he knows his rules, he knows his rulings, and you know, and Zach was like, "Yeah, is, I can tell you right now what the ruling is, and that it's sorry, Travis, you're, yeah, you're out of luck, you're screwed." Well, I, I saw <laughs> Zach stand up, and because um, I've heard that, like, if if TDs are struggling to make a ruling, you can basically call Zach Sharp at any time, and he. He like well, it's usually Josh. Well, Josh. It's usually Josh. Oh, Josh. Okay, I thought it was like that's right because he's a yeah a president. They got it. Um, but it's like somebody will make a ruling from afar, which I think is yeah. cool. But yeah, I see Zach just stand up and he's like, "Well, if you need a second opinion, unfortunately, Travis, <laughs> you're screwed." Like it was just like, like he said I will it. put the nail yeah. in this coffin. He's like, "I'm Travis. sorry, but thank you, Zach." <laughs> and it was just sitting there, and I was just like, "Oh no!" And it yeah, what a I mean, well, I don't it was know. so. It, it was mostly my fault, as in like 100%, because it, here's where I made the strategic mistake, is that that mech is designed to put balls right down the middle. I mean, El, Elwin's been on record to Tip say that. Tip of the left flipper is what right. Elwin so, said. So I knew yeah. that that was coming. Yep. And where I made a tactical error outside of just holding up the flipper and preventing all that from happening is making the decision to try to trap up immediately. Like I, it didn't even cross my mind to one time to start flipping away because in my head, I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to get a bunch of balls at me and I have Titanosaurus going. I can't just flip away at this and then hit like two or three shots in a multi-ball. That's not a multi-ball. So it put me in this weird spot that I was like, I can't do that. And so automatically I legitimately just handcuffed myself trying to get under control in that situation. 
And in hindsight, maybe the right thing to do, because I, I think from people I've talked with, they said, yeah, you would have been perfectly within reason to do something like that would have been just to kind of chimp flip away for a temporary time being. Yes. Right. To right. know for sure that I can get a ball in a flipper because at one point when I did my little micro flip, it briefly <laughs> crossed my mind that I was just going to put it to the right ramp and then let it come over and then ski jump back over. But in my head, I was just like, well, I can't flip away at this because I know I'm supposed to get trapped up as soon as possible because I have multiple balls out there and it's not a multi-ball. But unfortunately, it's like, now that I know that was probably the wrong decision to make. But again, I'm not advocating for anybody out there. If you're in a multi-ball, you're not supposed to be in a multi-ball. You need to get trapped up. You need to get under control. I think just in that situation, I made a crazy tactical error deciding to try to immediately get trapped up with all those, all those balls coming at the same time. Because the moment I did that, I was pretty much just done for because that's so, that's how so it's joel, just are you, are you so, familiar so with this rule joel that's what i'm asking about so you're not allowed to be in a multi-ball like if you're mistakenly. not in a multi-ball okay so in that so what the goal so if you would have just flipped to get the balls up and out of the way and then trapped up one ball you would what then let the rest of them drain purposely yes Is that the, that's the plan yeah okay. and then i don't even know what the ruling would be from there i guess colin what or, what were you trapped up and you if i would have got trapped over up yeah right. it's what it's what tom just mentioned so you can kind of view this rule on a on a on a continuum or a spectrum on the one end you're not allowed to play in a physical multi-ball state when the game state is in a single ball state Sure. And because it never registered Travis's third lock, he is in a single ball game state, but he's in a physical multi-ball state. So he's not okay. allowed to take advantage of that by continuing to play this multi-ball. On the other end of the spectrum, Travis can't lose all his balls or else his ball is over. And that's what took place. And yeah. so in the middle there is is some is some gray area. And the gray area is how is really kind of how long you take to get trapped up. Got and it. So that gets down then to in player intent. Some people talk about like, it's not actually in the rules. Some people are like, Oh, well you have 30 seconds. It's actually not in the rules. If there's any time limit as far as, Oh, you have, the, you get this free time of 30 seconds of, of flailing away. You're not, you actually don't get that. You are supposed to actively try to trap up. So Travis did the right thing in terms of trying to trap up. It's just that you have this risk side on the other end of the spectrum that if you happen to lose all three balls, yeah. you're done. Interesting. So, he, okay. So, so here, yeah, if you would have just been flailing understand. away for 30 seconds, and, <laughs> sorry, <Trav. laughs> go ahead, Tom. <laughs> Here's what I don't understand about Godzilla. There is no virtual lock in that game, correct, for the premium? There is not. I don't not. think there is. There is not. So the question is, why isn't there? Because they came it. up with a cool way to, you know, handle it where the, the VUC behind the building, they adjust the building height to a mid position so that it goes back on a habit trail for anybody that locks the ball when there's two in there. And but I, it's, still, it's still not fair, though. And I fair, understand though. that, but there's still no, like, optos on top to read which balls are up there. So my thing is oh, that's true. that yeah, there's game no probably yeah. got confused because I remember Carl was in – um, he was working his way towards multi-ball and the game was actually doing what you were saying. The ball was in the VOC 
it it lifted the building up, shot the ball out back to him to his flipper. But, you know, I, I it, think the problem is somewhat software related because, you know, had the game known what was going on, this wouldn't have happened. Is, and, is it, and a lot of times in tournaments, you turn on virtual locks so that crap doesn't happen. Well, so let's just, let's clarify though. So even let's say in a hype in this alternate universe that it had virtual locks. And so every time you shot that VUK, it's then going to, I guess if it had virtual locks, it would kick the ball through the building as opposed to on top of it. Yep. Because it would, you'd never want it to attempt to go on top because then it's going to then have to that take an extra few stuck. seconds and dump it right down the middle on you, which right. is no fun for anybody. Um, so yeah, I guess if you had virtual locks, if they, if they were able to tweak that code, you would have every player get a virtual lock. And so every time you lock the ball, it would just kick up by the VUK and go through the building and go down one of the habit trails to your flipper. Right. Yeah. Well, what I was saying is if, if you were saying the game was still confused then, cause everything was gone, I'm assuming there's some sort of logic to see, oh, I have five balls in the trough or I have whatever in the trough. So two balls or, you know, there's six balls. So if there's only three in the or three in the trough, there's two have to be somewhere besides the ball that's just ejected out. Like there's got to be some logic there. I don't know, maybe not, but it's, so if Travis would have trapped up and he had his ball, would you at that point be able to give him balls back? Or is that, is it no. just, no, you're no, just, so that is it, what it is. And you're down to one ball. Well, yeah, you're, he'd be down to one ball, but the, the lock was still lit. Oh, so he could have locked it again. It would have still been there. Yeah. Yeah. And then, Okay. Okay. Yeah, but it, so when you when you it, try to trap up, had to kick back out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From the ball trough. Yep. Yeah. So the, the good news about Stern games is that when when stuff like that happens and the player traps up, and let's say you trap up and you end up with two balls still on on flipper, uh-huh. whether it's one flipper or two flippers doesn't matter. If you have two, then the TD comes over, opens it up, takes one of the balls, and puts it in the drain. And thankfully, Stern logic is built in so that way you when you drain those extra physical balls on the play field it doesn't, it doesn't kill your ball kill your game yeah it doesn't kill like, you yeah just like how travis's camera just died yep it doesn't kill us. <laughs> software glitch yeah 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 so interesting let, yeah that's like that all that happened so quick <laughs> and to know now what actually is going on is really cool what were you saying tom so let's say you know the ball or the game did you know three ball searches and colin or colin travis had uh you know, called you over, what what would be the call then? Would it be to take the ball off of the, one of the balls out of that, out of that lock mechanism, put it on his flipper and let him shoot the ball back in there to, to lock his third lock then? Yeah, I would have, I would have taken one off a building, which thankfully that it's very easy to do that with the glass off because it's, it's not, there's some other physical ball lock mechs out there in different games where those are really difficult to get out of the, like Groot's mouth. Yeah. 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 So yeah, I would have just taken, I would have taken that, the, the uppermost one that had just been kicked up there, put it on one of his flippers and then, you know, Travis would have, you know, promptly, you know, nailed it or, you know, bricked and drained because, you know, it happens when you get a tech pass. Attack pass is when you've trapped up and waiting for the, the TD to do something and the, you get the ball back. You can usually count to five and your ball drains. So but, as as soon as you saw it start to do the ball search, Travis, you could have just held up the right flipper and at that point waved Colin over and said, do something. Is that 
correct? Or? I don't I don't think at that time while it's doing his ball search, I couldn't really do anything because I knew that one of the TDs was just off to my side. His name's uh, Dick Curtis. So I knew he was there. So yeah, but you could, was, have, you could have asked. You can always ask for a ruling. Like e- even during a ball search? Sure. I could have like. I mean, you take the risk of if, if that ball search does empty the three balls while you're turning your head and asking for a ruling, if those three balls drain, it's on you. Right, exactly. And so that was part of it, too, is that I knew that there was a TD right there, but I also knew I was not going to take my eyes or my hands off whatever was going on. Because obviously the TD yeah. wouldn't be there. Everybody knew something was going on. But from there, it was just kind of like my focus was on the game, waiting. If a TD comes over and says, hey, do this, I'll do it. But it didn't even cross my mind at that point to even say like, hey, are you going to do anything here? Because I just figured I'm focusing on the game. I'm just going to do what's necessary to to get under control at that point. That was kind of my line of thinking. And then, you know, it's just the the bad part is (laughs) about it is just not flipping away. I, I yeah. just, I had it in my mind because I knew if I flipped away, honestly, I probably get two, three, maybe even to the fourth shot of Titanosaurus because I already grazed the first one in there. Yeah. And so it was basically, it was almost all but a guarantee I would get two or three done while in a multi-ball that's not a multi-ball. And so obviously that's not very fair, but then at the same time, you know, I back myself into a corner to where if I lose all the balls, that's it. Yeah. Then you're screwed either way. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a, there's a, several different realities that this could have gone and it probably somewhere out in the multiverse, it went completely different. And I whipped Carl's ass somewhere <laughs> out there. So yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I do think I've seen a clip of Tom actually demonstrating what you should have done. I think there's a clip of Tom with both hands on the game, screaming help during yeah. i forget it was like star trek or yes. something he's yes. like help help i don't remember what it was but oh, thanks for reminding yeah, me of that you're, so apparently that's what you should have done travis yeah that's what I'm, and, and that just, still didn't just help. yell out <laughs> <laughs> well so that was game uh two right so that was game taxi. one that, that was game one okay so and that's you were... literally when i realized i was screwed and i've lost <laughs> another yeah. stern pro circuit literally yeah. right after that because i remember taxi was like he'd have to win that and I think you, I forget what you got, but they were good games of taxi. And then I just remember by the time we got to volley, you were the first player in volley and you put up a killer score. Like you were like, holy cow. He's like crushing. What? Tom's camera just I, went I just out. wanted to make Travis what? feel better. Oh, okay. I was like, <laughs> what is going on? I mean, Joel, yeah. it's like I knew I was going to have to put up monster sc- monster scores all finals long, but I knew after the Godzilla game, uh-huh. that I was so SOL. The only chance I had to win is if one, if Donovan decided just to go downstairs and drink beer with everybody down there and just quit playing in the tournament. <laughs> Two, if Bowen did a tutorial somewhere else in the building and just dropped out. And if Carl found out that he had to like go fix something for Pink Clash. That was literally yeah. the only way that I had any chance to win at that point. So it was, I was just along yeah. for the ride. The taxi game was good, but then I remember going into game three, volley, that you just went up there and crushed it. Like you put up a killer score. Um, and then I think 149,000. Yeah. Donovan got really close to you, but I don't 
think he beat. Oh no! He, oh, he, 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 oh, no. he beat just him. by a tiny bit. He that's beat what, me. Yeah. That's why I took fourth. Yeah, one hundred and fifty thousand. Yeah, so it was like, wow. Okay, those were two killer games. And, and then, he only and Joel he only had like twenty five hundred after two balls too. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he had to, he, he had to it. score like fifty thousand points on his ball five. Which yeah. is just insane. Which was awesome. And then Bowen had like, he was at like 50,000 or 49,000. So I remember when Carl went up there, there was a point where it's like, if Carl places last, then I think there would have been a three-way tie, like 666, three-way tie. That could have been interesting. But Carl's Carl. Carl went up there and I think he did it on his ball two or something. Just like, he, was, did, he, he, yeah. Yeah. he didn't get to his three. final ball. He just went up and just <laughs> blew it up and boom, Carl won. I mean, yeah, he, Carl, he got the volley yeah. party started on on ball two, and then cashed it in on ball three. He got the complete reset. I think he had all three <clears throat> of the banks lit, and then when yeah. you have that, that's the, the five thousand just come raining down. It's a he great was just, feeling. Yeah, it was just like, geez, Carl. I mean, it was so, the most ridiculous volley game that yeah. I've ever been a part of. It just, so yeah. His final score was one hundred fifty four thousand because he walked off on ball three. <laughs> I know yeah. to one hundred fifty thousand to one hundred forty nine thousand, and Bowen had didn't have a good game at forty nine. It was a five but, ball game, right? Correct. Yeah, he walked <laughs> ball three. Yeah, um, it and was wanna, awesome. But I want to say, yeah, the the that was awesome on volley, you know, and the the malfunction notwithstanding. I just want to highlight that this this finals. If you haven't watched it, go back and watch it because the level of play across all three games. I mean, so in yeah. game one, Donovan didn't have a good game on Godzilla. Game three, Bowen didn't have a good game at Volley. But even with Travis's malfunction, you know, he had three hundred and fourteen million points at that point on a tough playing Godzilla. That thing was not playing easy. Yeah, and then Bowen had five hundred and thirty six million. And Carl had, you know, 598 million that he finished on. He had to catch, I think he had to catch Bowen on this ball three. So just ridiculously good. And then taxi, you know, Travis took fourth with 2.7 million on a tough playing taxi with a max jackpot of 1.5 million. Then you had 4.6 million, 4.7 and 8.3. That's stupidly competitive. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That's just yeah. it was it was a ridiculously very good, very fun to watch finals. Yeah, and this is all happening at 1.30 in the morning. Yeah. Like that's the that's what was interesting. Tom and Neil had gone to bed. I think you guys finished watching uh, I, I was literally it. falling asleep while Bowen was playing taxi. <laughs> I mean, yeah. he was playing it awesome. Yeah. But like it was like multi ball, multi ball. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. It, it was, was awesome. One, it was one thirty in the morning. Yeah, exactly. And I was watching in the other room and then I ended up in the finals room. It was really cool to see just as like to be there. So I enjoyed it. I know Travis it, a fourth was not what you wanted, but still, I mean, top four, pretty impressive. Pinball's still fun. It was yeah. the most fun fourth place I've ever had. Yeah. So it was really cool. Um, uh, what about that uh, trophy behind you, Travis? Oh, this thing? Yeah. yeah. It's just for the, uh, the TPL, <laughs> the Texas Pinball League. Yeah. Which, thing, is, not, which is no longer a league. It's just a tournament. But it's, yeah. we, we keep the name for, you know, just for okay. posterity. I'm going to drape it in Oklahoma State flags and all that before I bring it back. It is Can't approaching wait. obnoxiously big. Like, it is, that is a big. Everything's bigger than in Texas, Joel. Uh, I'm sure you know that. Got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. Oh. Yeah, well, that, is, that is the Pinbot Cup that Travis won at the pre-tournament. Eugenie. Yeah, and uh, if there you didn't go. notice, somebody commented on our on our last uh uh, video that that you can like that 
or yeah. it turns right. on. That, yeah. that, that was, was Joe, Joe who that. made no, Joe it. Said but, it and, and but remember <laughs> when I opened yeah, it up, it. we were like, oh, it's broke because yeah. it, it doesn't light up. Yeah. yeah, yeah which yeah. makes it funny. But yeah. So there well, um, I mean, that's a solid hour of tournament talk right there. I mean, if there's any, if, it, if there's any tournament player listeners that have been, it, you know, itching for some tournament talk, I, I think we gave it to you. I think we gave it to you this episode. Is there Joel, anything left? The yeah. big question is, Joel, are you playing next year? At least in classics. Well, this was cool. I will, I will say, like I said earlier, uh, the other shows that I've been to at you guys, uh, with you guys, like you guys are in the tournament room the all the whole time. And to me, it's like I want to, I want to be at the show. I want to see the show. So where's the balance? Where's the balance to be playing in the tournament and also getting to experience the show? And what I will say is, it looks like this is the show to do that. There is a. With the limited entries, you're not grinding away all day, and you're not feeling guilty for not grinding away all day. You just you put in your you put in your games. They are what they are. If you qualify, you qualify. So it's like okay, I can I I respect that. That's that's right up my alley. Um, so yes, I think next year, uh, depending on travel, if I travel in early enough, or even no, even if I got in like I'd normally do Friday afternoon, I can still knock out classics or something or play. You some could games do it and, all Saturday night, just yeah. like I did. Let yeah. your ego take over. Just machine gun through them. And place 140. Place. Yeah. Okay. Yep. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, awesome. Awesome. So well done, Travis. Way to perform. Tom, yeah. way to support. And Colin, way to run. <laughs> way to run. Way I'm, to run I'm always there tournament. for you, Travis. Yeah. And Neil. And, and, and F and beauty, Tom. Yep. Not Joe. Hey, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> okay. So there was way more than just the tournament at Texas Pinball Festival. Uh, way was, more. There was. There were a lot of people. There were a lot of people. And there were a lot of games. So um, there Which were. Which game do you want to start with? There were six new titles that were out there. And to be honest, it was almost like you had to be strategic. Like, where do you want to queue up? <laughs> where are you going to wait? Um, so we'll Not just. Pulp Fiction. Well, sure. We'll start with Pulp Fiction. Why not? If you're going to, I just that said out not there. Pulp Fiction. Oh Why would you not start with uh, Pulp Fiction? Pulp Why Fiction. Why not start with there's Final actually Resistance? Almost, there's actually almost seven. If you really consider like the the Queen game, it, it had never really been at a sure a show. Maybe in even volume. eight if you count Ninja Apocalypse. Oh or yeah, yeah so Ninja Apocalypse mm-hmm. was there. Um, Ray and I Turner actually Pinball. played that, and Joel played that with us. I yeah. did. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Real short story about that. So this is Turner Pinball. Uh, these are the guys that bought all the Deep Root stuff. Um, they're making their own game. I will say it is very, it's very much a homebrew. Like it's a Whitewood at this point. It, there's very, very little in the game. But what I thought was interesting was uh, Ray played first and Ray, he's like a kid in a candy store. He's like, oh, what's that shot? I want to hit this. I want to do that. And he's like <laughs> determined and he's just exploring his way around the play field. Um, and there were, there was a mode. So it's like, oh, that's lit green. Let's see what happens. Well, nothing happens, but he's still just hitting the shots. <laughs> and um, at the end of his game, his third ball, I see one of the kids, they were very young. They were very young. Everybody there. He like s- slowly pulls his cell phone out of his pocket and he takes a picture of, of the score and then put his phone back in his pocket. And the way he did it, I was like, are they recording every score? Just like, is this uh, a score balancing thing? Is this or that? I don't know. So then Travis goes up and starts to play. Well, that guy sh- pulls out his phone and shows the main guy, the main Turner Pinball guy, the score. And the guy's eyes light up. He's like, who did this? And he pointed to Ray. And the guy turns and goes, that's the highest score we've ever seen on this game. The highest score we've ever seen on this game is like 740,000. Uh, and Ray put up like, like 2. 2 point something five. million. Yeah. So in he's one like, game. yeah, he's oh, it like, gets funnier. It gets <laughs> yeah. funnier. So Ray's like, oh yeah, I mean, you know, like I, that's cool what you're doing here, and they're having a conversation. Well, Travis plays a ball, 
and then I played a ball, and then Travis played a ball, and we ended up at like two point or one point something million. Yeah, it was like so, one eight, one nine, something. So like the guys that. like yeah. looking at us and just like, what is happening? <laughs> kind of like, what is Joel going on? Joel was like shoulders out, like, yeah, like chest, right. chest yeah. up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> And we said some pleasantries, you know, like, hey, keep going, keep doing what you're doing. We know getting into pinball is hard. Like, you know, hey, you got some unique stuff here and and whatever. And, and Ray actually was like, I like this shot. And he had talked to them more. Well, we start to walk off and I stop and I walk back to him. And I was like, hey, just a heads up. Like, Travis is a top 25 player and Ray is currently number three in the world. And they're like, oh, OK, that makes sense. And I was like, and... Ray's the main, like one of the lead coders for Stern Pinball. He's doing Foo Fighters. And they're like, wait, what? Like they just they had no idea. They had no idea who Raymond was. And he just blew up their game. And uh, so I don't know. I thought that was kind of cool for I don't know. I think they could they they were excited. So good on them. Um the animations looks cool. There's very little in the game. I mean, this is very, very early. It's are they are they trying way. to use the the pin bar? That they've no. purchased? No. Okay. I did hear, no. I think Ray was the one. Somebody said. He asked that. He's, Ray he's was playing, like, where's, he's the like, the hey, where's the pin bar? <laughs> it's like, geez. No, it, it wasn't. It did have a cool sequence, though, to where it would go. It, it, there's like two scoops, right? Yep. And this is the only time I enjoy scoops in a game. To where one was at the side. And, They're both at the sides. Right. Well, yeah. there was one on the right side, one on the left side. And then at somehow, I forgot how it happened, but there would be a ball that would end up, I think, in the right side. Yeah. If you shoot the right one, it would shoot, one, shoot, it would it shoot into the left. To the left. Yeah. And then the, the shooter across the plate. Shooter. So it, it was weird, but it was unique. Um, they had a ramp. I mean, it's they they fabricated everything in that thing. So it was like one of the it has ramps such you could cool hit. idea, though, that you could do that if there was a magnet, kind of like World Cup soccer or something like that, by a flipper where you could stop it get a ball trapped up and then there's a timer that goes down and imagine like timing your shot to hit a ball that's flying across flying the across uh, if you hit it it's like dracula missed you get a multi-ball out of shooting it. it back and forth like, yeah, yeah they have such a great opportunity there but yeah. i don't know if they'll do it it's like a ninja flying through you know the sky sure. hey maybe it's maybe in with that's a theme. what they're doing there but yeah, we we played that. You did mention Queen. I played Queen with Tom and Neil, and um, we'll just keep it real short. Uh, we had very little fun. <laughs> it was, it was. I I, I don't know. Joel uh, Joel beat me, so that I game did. sucks. I did. <laughs> yep, I beat him in that game. I actually beat Tom in four games. Oh, I, I was games. drunk. I, <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah. queen i don't know i mean it looks it's a pretty looking game but just i i do they still weird. have the bugs and the code? it was weird there, it just, there was a bunch laggy. of expo when i played we couldn't hear most of the like it just seemed maybe uh maybe it needed a reboot i don't know but yeah. it was odd and the the all the scoring was in bonus like neil mm-hmm. doubled his score in bonus i mean it was it was odd um i met Marty and uh, over with Haggis and played Fathom. That was the first time I played it. It played beautifully. That game's gorgeous. It looked great. It flipped great. Um, it was awesome. Nothing but positive saying, things to say about that. Um, how the yeah, flippers? So, how the flippers feel on this? You know, brand new Fathom versus like your traditional Bally. You know, old school Fathom has a certain flipper feel to it. Do you? Do it, you know what yeah, I'm talking I, about? It didn't feel like a stern flipper, that's for sure. It definitely felt like an older game, but it didn't feel like a beat up game. Like it okay. felt it felt like a like a hep <laughs> restored, pristine, perfect, brand new out of the box, but nice. yet felt old. What is interesting though is they had the new code going. So it was weird having to look down in the apron 
for the L for the LCD screen. Like that's unique, but it would definitely be something you could get used to. And um, I enjoyed it. I only had time to play one game on it, but I was I was really impressed. Like beautiful, beautiful game. Um, but okay, so the big six, the big six that we played. We'll start with Pulp Fiction. I'm gonna let Tom talk first because I know Tom is buying one. Um, Tom, are you excited about your purchase? What were your thoughts? I'm very excited. I thought the game was spectacular. Um, I, the, the bad thing was in the hall, you couldn't really hear a lot of stuff and that's just with everything going on. The hall's packed, everybody's talking, yada, yada, yada. But, um, uh, the shot, the, the shots on the game were great. Um, I like how they, you know, are taking the kind of the early solid state layout and making it a modern Yeah, and you know, the, the multi-balls and everything. I, I actually saw a lot of the game. I, I put up about, I think I, I played it twice. I put up about a million points each time and it was just fun to shoot. I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. So you, Tom, one thing I want to yeah. ask your opinion on, cause you're one of the few people on this earth that can give this opinion. Okay. So having played Pulp Fiction yep. and having played Bond 60th, compare and contrast. Okay. Um, I Pulp Fiction seems a little, the, the rules seem a little more fleshed out and deeper than it does on Bond. Okay. Um, and I mean, that's just my opinion, of course, but, um, I, they're, they're both hard games. They're both, um, uh, I, I mean, there's so many differences to them, but I, you, you, this feels more like, a uh, the Bond 60 feels more of a, a unique game where, Pulp Fiction, you know, there's there's little bits and pieces of Mark Ritchie's games in it. You know, you got the you got the drop targets and the hole in the middle feels like Indiana Jones, and then you got you got the saucer up top that that collects all the characters, and that feels a little bit like Taxi. Um, they both have the inline drops, which I absolutely love. I love the the early solid states that have have inline drops i just but but it's cool how he did the inline drops and then it goes into a ball lock um but yeah i i love it is nice. there it's more cussing in pulp fiction than james I, bond i yeah yeah i'm sure there is i i literally couldn't hear a lot yeah of what was going on that's a that's the unfortunate that's the, thing i would say about yeah. all the games we're going to talk about tonight like we really don't have a good feel of the audio like mm. it's just it's so loud it's so loud and, or, or if they have like gtf was they had that thing so cranked up the audio was like painful and yet you, you could still hear the gtf audio yeah, i was you about like, to say couldn't i couldn't hear the speech in gtf but i could hear everything else and i don't know but so pulp fiction though i will reiterate everything uh tom said that game looks gorgeous i'm super impressed like i'm borrowing a cactus canyon right now I'm so impressed with the build quality of that game. And you could feel that on Pulp Fiction as well. They had four of them there. They were played nonstop. And I don't think I ever saw them take the glass off. I mean, that game was, which makes it, there's no mech in there 
there's no unique mech that's like it's not like a building going up and down or anything it's just it's everything that's in there is a reliable consistent mech um i know tom has opinions on what he qualifies as mechs or not but they're i mean reliable (laughs) drop targets reliable flippers i mean the game was built like a tank it looked gorgeous and it just i mean it was awesome it was it it was the surprise for me it was. I thought it would be good, but I was really impressed with even it. Like the, to get even one the light shows were like really cool. I, you know. um, there were. I talked to multiple people that were like kicking themselves. Like, why did I not get on the LE? Like, why did I not do that? Um, so I don't know. Travis is. <laughs> Because you have was, young kids and yeah. you can't have. Uh, I mean, know, I'm not. F bombs. Yeah, it's not going to fit in my. But it's just the. I was super impressed with the game. Colin, did you play it? Did you have a chance to play it? I did not have a chance to play Pulp Fiction. I, you know, I really didn't get down to the floor to do anything other than Sunday after okay. I uh, slept in a little bit after being up late for the tournament. So I played other games. That I walked around the hall, but unfortunately, Pulp Fiction was at the tail end. By the time I got over there. And there was a pretty deep line still. And so yeah, I watched some other people play weekend. it. And I was impressed with what I saw. Uh, but I didn't I did not get a chance to play that one. I did I, I do find it funny that you said it was built like a tank though. Oh, good point. <laughs> I should I need a new motto because yeah, built like a geez, built like a tank <laughs> means something totally different in pinball. Um I will say there's no L C D screen. And then on top of that, you couldn't hear the audio. But yet I was impressed that just through the alphanumeric display and the lights changing, it still actually communicated rather well what you need to do. So for a simple game, it's there's actually looks to be some complexity there in in modes and rules, and yet it did a really good job. Like I was just overall very impressed. Um, Travis, you played it. Do you have any any thoughts to add? I have not played it. Oh, oh God, Travis. I just, well, I didn't want to stay in the line. The line was so long because they only had four pins there. Yeah. For those that weren't at TPF, they had four. Yeah. So it was guaranteed to have long lines. And I, I talked to a lot of people that played it and they said that they waited in line for 40 minutes. I heard one person say for over an hour. Whew. And I just, I wasn't willing to wait that long. But that being said, I watched the game off to the side and it looked fun. And yeah. the vast majority of people that played it all came away impressed. I probably I could count on one hand how many people that I heard from that played it that didn't like it. And that's like after 30, 40 people. So I mean the game's overwhelmingly. People people are enjoying it. I isn't counting on one hand like that's typically what you do. That's kind of where you max out. Is that a no, normal Yes. Thing? Okay, just check. Okay. So, um Pulp Fiction, I don't know. We can wrap it up. I would just say A plus like that. I was just super stunned with how it's impressive. The sad thing is it's going to be a long time before we see those uh, or customers see that. I mean, they're talking what Q3, Q4 before they start making them. Um, so like end of Q3. Yeah, I think MGC coming up this weekend is going to probably have a few. And I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do with these four that they have built uh, going around. Maybe I think I think it was Josh Sharp has one in his basement. So try to get invited into there <laughs> i don't know i don't know who's gonna be able to play it but it's it was awesome power 100. it was awesome yeah i was about to say yeah. get into the power 100 it was you awesome play it. and if you are in on one you made a good choice you made a good choice um yeah uh speaking of long lines uh the other long line i stood in was scooby-doo scooby-doo had a constant long line um they had 
like eight games there. I mean, they had a bunch. They had a bunch of games, but at least what I was seeing and what I experienced was uh, it's just a long playing game. It's just a long playing game. I will tell you by the time I finally got up to it, um, the game is gorgeous. The game is beautiful. If you're a Scooby-Doo fan, it's all the Scooby-Doo you'd want. It looks amazing. The light shows great. The sculpts, the presentation of the game is great. Um, the animations are really good. Um, the audio, I could hear it a little bit. The audio sounds good. Um, but I will say I definitely, you know, shots wise, it's a lot of horseshoes. Uh, it's a lot of horseshoes where you lose the ball. I mean, you'd learn, you'd learn where it goes. Um, and once you get to that upper play field, you can, you can spend some time up there. You can definitely spend some time up there. So I don't know. You can spend a lot of time up there. Yeah. I don't know exactly. You could spend the whole time up there if you really <laughs> wanted to. Yeah, and and the reality is, if you if you drain off the upper play field, it just feeds directly to a flipper, and you can just hit right back up to it. I mean, it's it is a super safe. Um, I don't know. I I just my main takeaway was um, there were two parts to it. One, uh, the game crashed on me. Game ball two. So, oh. So I unfortunately had to walk away on my second ball. Um, but did you put that, your hand up and ask for a TD? No, no. <laughs> I, I, sh- okay. I tried to trap up and everything went away. You know, that's what, no. Um, and it just, I don't know. I, it was like, I felt like I'd experienced the game in a ball and a half and then the ball and then the game crashed and that was it. Um, there enough of it. I will say as a homeowner, if you are a big Scooby-Doo fan, uh, you're kind of a novice player or intermediate player, you'll probably love it. You'll probably love it if, if that's your thing. But if you're really looking for, like kinetic satisfaction and a super unique layout that like, Ooh, that shot's all, I want to feel that shot again or whatnot. I just, I didn't have that. There was, when I woke up in the morning at TPF, there were two games that like in my mind, I want to experience, like I want to go play that again because I want to experience those shots. Unfortunately, Scooby wasn't one of them. Um, I don't know. Did any of you guys have a chance? You guys, Tom, you've played it before. Uh, Travis, did, did any of you play it while you were there? Travis is shaking his head. Yes. I, well, I played it before. Okay. I got to TPF. I got to play on location. And my first game, the game froze up. Okay. That you're yeah. talking about. Yeah. And then it, and then it came back too. So that was I, I have no idea what happened there. But um yeah, it, it's just pretty much what you mentioned. Just a lot of repeatable shots, long ball times. And this is even with the adjustments of trying to make the game play as difficult as possible. And I think a lot of it is just based off the design alone. There's not really anything on there that's necessarily a dangerous shot so that's going to make it awfully hard to to i guess code the game to guide the player to make dangerous decisions because as of right now it just doesn't seem like that that's there and so i mean for what it is the the theme's great i think people will gravitate to the theme and i think if you are anywhere from a casual to an average player it's probably going to be the pin for you but if you play a lot of tournaments and you pride yourself on very skillful play you know you might yeah. just play this a handful of times and then from there you might be good because then it just becomes repeating the same things over and over again until your hands fall off and that that's sometimes i don't know some games it can be fun to do that if you're just racking up a massive score like we've all been there before where you're trying to cash no, something haven't. in yeah maybe on gnr <laughs> or what you know what i mean when yeah. you just try to do something massive but i i don't know with with the way Scooby-Doo is running with that, uh, with the song that kept playing over and over again with the, what was it like the Captain Custer multi-ball? Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's just, I don't know. I mean, the, 
I'm sure the, the game has some elements of fun to it. I, I do like the theme to it, and I do like a couple of the shots that are on there. Sure. So, but I mean, in terms of owning it, mm, but if it's, you know, out on location, I see it, I might drop, drop coins in there and yeah. play every now and again. I won't take a zero on purpose in a tournament. On it, <laughs> so that's good. Well, yeah. So, I mean, I, I just think there were definitely people that, you know, loved it. Like there are definitely people that played that and those, all the games they bought were sold before the show even opened. So there will be plenty of Scooby-Doo owners that will love that game and preach, you know, seeing about it and, and, and sing its praises forever. And that's fine. That's fine. Yep. Um, it's just, that's what's cool about pinball is, you know, different, different, there's plenty of different pins out there um, that you can enjoy. Uh, a good transition from, so like Scooby, if it's a long playing game, the most brutal game that I played was actually <laughs> the Final Resistance, the P3 game. And um, there are some people saying this is TNA 2.0. I don't agree with that. I It is in the same world-ish. Like, it, it's it's um, cyberpunk. The, obviously, it's Scott Denisi music. The music's very similar. The color palette's very similar. Um, but it's not like he just took TNA and added stuff. Like, that's yeah, not, the that's not it at all. Yeah, totally different absolutely and what i will say is one thing that scott is known for is brutal like a brutal fast game and um the scoop on tna that ball goes in and it's out so fast and comes back at you like the scoop is out just like travis's camera speaking of man um, out. yeah yeah yep yep um there oh that's kind tom. <laughs> thank you tom yeah um, solidarity don't don't you're better than that tom yeah, oh sorry um, there we go yeah so the scoop of course on this is brutal it goes in and it comes back and i will say the in this game there's an alien ship in the upper right and you can lock three balls and the whole thing is it'll shoot those balls back at you everybody said i even talked to scott on one of the flipping out streams everybody said scott even was like just heads up it shoots those balls fast so in my mind i was like okay these are going to come out fast it came out so much faster than i thought they would come out those balls fly back at you you will laugh your ass off at this. So the first time I got into that multi-ball, I was expecting it to be fast, but mm-hmm. not that fast. Yeah. And somehow the pinball gods were just laughing because all three balls got to my flippers, like instantaneously <laughs> to a trap. And I just stood there just laughing like a maniac. I'm like, yeah, of course. Yeah. Now, now it works. So but, you can- yeah. Because that was after those. Godzilla. Yeah. That was after, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this was on Sunday. So, yeah, but those balls come out fast. So fast. It was crazy. It's crazy. And then on top of that, the right orbit, he has it set up where there are certain times or certain modes that the right orbit actually takes your ball and then spits it back at you. So there is there it's are like a multiple shots. Kicker yeah, on F fourteen. Yep, exactly. And the um, there's like a barrier in front of the ship that's just rubber. So that screwed me because I forgot I had completed a ship and then the 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 thing came back down. So now two shots that used to be a ramp and a lock are no longer a ramp and a lock. It's a wall of rubber. So you hit that expecting Correct. the ball to do something, and boom, that ball's coming right back at you. Um, and what's cool will, about that wall of rubber yeah. is it, you maybe you probably didn't have a chance to notice, and I don't know if... I think it's fully coated, but maybe partially coated in the game, but that wall of rubber also has switches in it. Oh, so it detects it. So it detects when you've, when you've, when you've hit it, and also not just detect it, but there's two of them, so it'll even detect on which side you hit it on. Nice. Um... I will say, I mean, one of the things Scott, uh, from a design standpoint, he took this idea of he wanted this to be a P3, like use the P3 stuff, as in all the all the the IR sensing and the the um, 
the the display changing in the animations but yet he wanted this to really feel like a pinball machine so the back box the only thing that's moving are the scores and in the lower play field there's actually like arrows that would be like an insert and i will say it it definitely felt like this game really does bridge the gap between a standard pinball machine and then like a P3 game with all the bells and whistles and and all in on animations and graphics. And it just, it felt more familiar. Like it felt more like, okay, this is a game that I, let's figure this out. And um, I had a blast. I had a blast on that game. Um, Colin, you've probably, I'm assuming, has put the most time on that game compared to us. I'm, I'm... Yeah, I've probably put more time on it than, than most other I mean, there's certain people within Multimorphic that have put more time on it, but I, I did have the chance uh, it was a weekend or maybe two or three weekends prior to TPF uh, as part of what I was doing for the team there was I went up and I just play tested it for a couple hours. Nice. So, yeah, I have, I've had a chance to – I did play one game there with my son uh, just because I wanted to play it there and also show my son the, the game and show him how cool it was. But I'm curious to know from your guys' perspective, you know, what, so yeah, the, the shield, I will, I was, I was, I'm glad to hear that it killed somebody besides me because oh, when yeah. I was, when I was play testing that and recording it, so I, there were, you know, my, my voiceover was sent to the rest of the team and I was cussing out Scott, you know, <laughs> because that, that shield killed me so many times, yeah. you know, the cannon, I mean, the cannon, the ship cannon, you know, would also kill me sometimes, but I think I got killed more by the shield than by the ship cannon. And Part of it, I I'm a taller individual, so my perspective of that, like, well, that's I could not kind saying of, much compared to me. Well, <laughs> I could not really see the wall very clearly, and I actually mentioned it to Scott, and he said there's like three rubbers, and I think they're planning on alternating, like a black, yellow, black, or something. Like they're going to try to potentially to make that shield more visible, hmm. um, because it's like, yeah, it's it's almost like a shadowed area under the ship so whether or not it's a wall of black rubber or just a shadowed area under the ship at least from my angle i couldn't really tell so it's either you have to pay attention on what's going on or they'd have to do something with lights or animations or i don't but it burned me it definitely burned me on what i thought was a safe shot and boom that ball's coming right back i love your logic here joel oh that i have to pay attention you have to pay attention yeah i know know what's going (laughs) on i wanted to hold my hand okay you know, I'm okay if the. That's why if we the, got first place right there, yeah. guys. <laughs> I'm glad right if I there. get screwed by the Yagoff target or the 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 scoop just blowing the ball back at me, but you know, hitting a rubber and then not be realizing I just hit a rubber. I mean, how'd you on. like the uh, the left ramp? I found the left ramp to actually be a very satisfying shot. I uh, like game. I really liked how it and shot. This is, every every. Mm-hmm. I mean, we played, I know we played more than just that. We played Weird Al, uh, Tom and Neil and I played Drained. That was an interesting module to play. And just to be honest, spending more time on the system, like you can absolutely control those flippers. Like the flippers, you know, I felt like the flippers on Queen felt more, like more different. Or the flippers on the Turner Pinball game. I felt like those felt more different than the P3 flippers. Like I get it the way the linkages and everything work, you can do some weird, the P3 pass and mm-hmm. one, like there's some stuff you can do with it that you obviously can't do with a standard game. But I felt like I, you can adapt to that really quickly. And I just felt like the flipper control is there. Um, so I just, I'm getting more and more comfortable with the system every time I play it. And it's, it's really impressive how different the game feel like that game feels so different than weird Al. Yes. And agreed. I mean, it's, so I don't know. I had a lot of fun on it, um, but there was a long line. Um, all I could really hear was the bass, <laughs> and boy, could you hear the bass! 
Um, and big old thumbs up for me. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to playing that more. And um, I'll tell you, the, the P3 system is just getting more and more um, like the it's just getting more and more impressive. Uh, yeah. I think and that's, and that's what we're, I think what people what we're also seeing, you know, at multimorphic and we're, what we're seeing as well from the feedback from the community, both from comments as well as for people's wallets is people are now they're getting, they're getting it. Yeah. Like they're getting the, the value of the concept because now that you have this critical mass of, of, of enough high quality titles that have come out for it now, that you know, appeal now and now with Final Resistance appealing maybe even to an even broader audience than what some of the other titles had appealed to, and so it, the, the the value of the concept is there. You know, you realize that oh yeah, I can spend this you know eleven thousand whatever for the the system plus one module, but now there's other modules I'm interested in more than just one module. Oh yeah, I'm interested in two or three, and then we got more in the pipeline. So then the, those modules only being like you know roughly thirty five hundred dollars or whatever. It's like, oh, and now if you're running out of space in your in your home, uh, so I think it's a it's a cool concept. I have two questions for you guys that played Final Resistance. So did yeah. Tom and, and Travis you played it as well? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you actually use the power ups? I didn't understand like the weapons and things like that. Okay. That's I was good just to... going for multi ball the whole time because I just wanted to see that mech yeah. okay. go off over Fair. and over again. I used them. Did you understand that one of those power ups would help you get to the multi ball? The, the hack? No. The hack. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Joel, Joel knew I played it the one time. So. Joel knew a part of the rules it. before we did, Tom. Because I pay I attention. Got. You know, <laughs> has frozen over. No, I watched. Uh, I, I mean, I, I love Scott Denise. What a Scott genuinely you, amazing, nice guy. <laughs> no, I watched. I, I watched the Buffalo stream. I watched the Buffalo stream when they did the reveal, and they they talked about that. That oh, yeah, okay. The, the rollovers, so you, you, you can studied. Hack, got it. You get okay. it on the right. Um, I didn't make no cards like you do with your games. You know, I just. Just remembered it. The old um, noggin, huh? So I remembered. I, I mean, there's there's multiple uh, <laughs> there's Thank multiple. God buttons. Joel doesn't play in tournaments. We'd all be yeah. screwed. Yeah, My God. just watch. Just watch out. He watch just out. Rain Man Look all out, the pens, Apparently, <laughs> I mean, I know some of the taxi rules. I know some Godzilla rules. You know, <laughs> yeah. just uh, just watch yourself. Um, no, I know. So yeah, I I mean, I figured it out. The white buttons you can scroll between your power ups, and then to actually use one, you have to hit the launch button. So you have Correct. to take your hand off flipper. But it Correct. was cool. I mean, that is cool. Um, that and I mean, so where do you where do you get the power up at? While we're on the subject, well, you get hack it from, you get with spelling it. Yes, the, in the, the Linlays spell yeah. it. H A C K. Thank you, Joel. <laughs> I know. Hack. I don't know. You. Sp- I'm going to come to Indiana. Just slap that hat off your head <laughs> and then play Godzilla. <laughs> what? Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, but the other power ups I did not have a chance to earn or use because I know there's like a shotgun. There's a chance to like slow time. There's a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, you uh, qualify them, then you get them at the scoop. Yeah, which but cool. it's but anyway, there's 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 some communication improvements coming on that front because that was something that that I identified when I was doing the play testing and the, you know in the lead up to TPF they were fixing on the major things and making sure all the major things are working. But we want players to understand because that's a you know that's a really cool feature of the game. And you're battling this, you know, this ship and you know, fighting yeah. against it. It's, it's cool to have those power ups. So that's question number one. Question number two is: Did any of you get to play the trapped mode? So I didn't, but I saw the guy in front of me did, and watching him play it was it was really cool. Um, did either Excellent. of you play it? It's where the wall I don't comes up. Think I had that. 
I so just the, went for multi-ball the entire yeah. time without any power-ups. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the wall. So you the never got to a mode. Up. You never played a mode, Travis. Um. This is where you I just did. repeated again. I think I, I literally multi-ball. just went for okay. the multi-ball the whole yeah. entire time. I was just That's backhanding fine. it and forehanding it, and then. Yeah. When it came out to me so fast, I literally just restarted my game and wanted to do that again. Yeah. yeah. It was just too much fun. The the trapped mode, the wall comes up. Uh, so the scoop, the wall of scoops comes up with the individual walls and one is open. And so you have one ball, you have to hit it in and then it'll go to a different one and it spits out another ball. So now you have to hit two balls into that and then it'll go down and up and, and now you have to hit three balls into that. And it's just, I don't know. I watched the guy get all the way, I think to like four balls and then he then something happened. I don't know, but it was, but do you know, like, do you know the unique thing about that multi-ball? I uh, no. Okay. If you I lose don't. one ball, you're done. Oh, it's just one and done. So yep. yeah, it's pretty so that's, cool. That's my one, that's my one claim to fame on that game. So that was the, that was my concept that I came up with at the very beginning of the inception of the game. Now the implementation that they did actually is much better than what I came up with, but that my whole concept was to do a, what I call a survivor multi-ball. And so okay. it's a, you know, and the idea is that, you know, you have this, you know, multi-ball that you can keep adding balls to that, you know, but you, you risk by, t- by putting more balls out, you risk losing a ball. And if you lose even one ball, you're done. So that's what and they it did. Kills now your they, flippers. Yep. Yeah. 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 It was, it looked awesome. I didn't, I didn't have a chance to experience it. Um, but it, I, I don't know. There's, there's clearly some things that you can do with a P3 that you can't do on a standard pinball machine. And it's cool to see how um, all the different designers with the different modules use them in a yeah, completely yeah. different so way. So Bowen and Scott took it to a different level and they put it with the wall and stuff and they did it with the the ship. And I didn't have, you know, that's not what I came up with, but it, it was cool to see that finally get implemented because it was an idea I came up with a long time ago. And I think it's a neat, it's a neat little kind of a twist on a, on how multi-balls work. So I, I actually spoke with uh, Dwight Sullivan. I, I, I spoke with About him. About the P3? Um, yeah, afterwards, oh, cool. and I when I was in line, unfortunately we didn't have a good conversation. But I t- I spoke with him afterwards, uh, like because he I saw he was busy. But when I was waiting in line, you had P3, a shitty conversation. What, no, what does that I, mean? We didn't have a face to face conversation. <laughs> we had one uh, afterwards uh, online. And oh he, no, did you like ignore him too? No, I did oh not my God, ignore Joel. him. Yes. So Dwight was talking to Bowen, which was cool to see. Like their because you know their brains are just all all the brain <laughs> so to hear like bowen geeking out about rules and dwight loving every second of it i when i talked to dwight later dwight like i think i think final resistance was his favorite game of the show like it and i think seeing the strategy there and the additional like rules and way to attack it and i know colin you had mentioned board games like that logic like it seems like this game sure there may be some very direct you can be travis and just go multi-ball all day but there's also it looks like there's way more there um from a strategy standpoint which yeah. is yeah and that's pretty cool uh, so the next time you play it and if anybody else is listening to the podcast you know the next time you play a final resistance which will be maybe it you know i don't, I don't know when the next show it's going to be at but uh there's the modes kind of just happen to you because the concept is you're being attacked and so okay. the modes, you'll see a timer in the middle of the screen. And when you get down to the end of the timer, as soon as you shoot an orbit, your, your, your mode starts then. So it's not, you don't have to qualify your modes. Nice. Your modes happen to you and you hit the, the orbits. Now you can then do what's called a preemptive strike, which is a better mode in terms of scoring and in terms of the mode logic by completing the ramp sequences. So there's the two ramps with the pink, the pink uh, inserts. 
that are in the, the screen like you guys are talking about. And so if you do that prior to the mode attacking you, then you get to do a preemptive strike and you get to have a better mode. Oh, cool. Well, yeah, it, it was awesome. It was awesome. Um, yeah, big old thumbs up for me. I don't know. Do you guys have anything else to to say? Oh, two thumbs up from Tom and Travis. Yeah. Oh, four yeah, on screen. Game. You going to yeah. buy a P3, Tom? <laughs> uh, there's always that possibility. Nice. Yeah. Um, I thought Tom's just goal, clearly, from your recent purchases is just no ramps. You're done with ramps from <laughs> here on out, you know, between Pulp Fiction and Bond 60. Let's um, not go crazy, Joel. Yeah. So, because Foo Fighters has three ramps. And that's well, let's a good go to segment. Foo Fighters then. Let's yeah. go to Foo Fighters. Um, I will tell you right now, this was, uh, this was the game that when I got out of bed Saturday morning, I'm like, I want to go play more Foo Fighters. I love the way that game shoots. I love Agreed. the way that game shoots. So, Colin, you played that. Go, go ahead and let's hear your thoughts on Foo Fighters. Uh, yeah, I mean, your first comment is the probably the most noticeable and the most memorable thing from a, a way the game shoots the the kinetic satisfaction you get from hitting those shots. And it's not just ramp combos. Yeah. So the ramp combos are cool. And yep. it, it, but it is Jack has done a very, very cool thing with that game in terms of a couple other shot paths that he's got in terms of that left you know, jump ramp that kind of snakes around and ends up feeding your upper flipper. And then the right orbit that then does a figure eight, uh, through that little mid right side lane. Um, and then combined with how those ramps uh, just, you know, flow so smoothly. And it's just, you know, it's just, it's, it's as a pinball player, I think that's why, you know, and so many of us love flow, uh, to, to varying extents, but when you, when you feel that flow and you just, you hit three ramps in a row or four ramps in a row, whatever, you feel like a God. Yep. And and this game is very accessible in terms of hitting those combos. That is one of the easiest side ramps to hit that I've ever ever played before. And one thing I noticed about that I was I was going to bed one night after the after the uh, this past weekend and I can't think of another modern game or any game that has a side ramp from an upper flipper where the side ramp is above the inner loop. Every other game out there that I'm thinking think of it has a side ramp and inner loop. The side the side ramp is below the inner loop. This one's above it, and yet it flows like butter because he's done a remarkable job of keeping it shallow, whereas most other side ramps are very steep. Well, I that's a really good point. And um when you talked about combos, I have two thoughts with that. One, there's a whole thing, there's a whole system on the screen of like you can link combos together and you start doing like a I don't know, like some sort of pattern glyph kind of thing. And it's tracking your combos. I was playing next to Tom and I look over and he had an 11 point combo going. So he had combo nice. 11 shots. I mean, the thing was going nuts. So I was like, okay, this thing's a combo beast. Like <laughs> I was like, Tom, you have 11 combos going. You're like, what? Like, I mean, it's just, you're just, I mean, you can just combo everything. Um, well, Joel, so well Joel introduced me to the six-way combo that, skill yeah, shot, and I was what, like, was he's thing. like, oh, there's this. And I'm like, oh, do you do it like this? And I'm yeah. like, yeah. And it it was just awesome. Yes. Like, just doing Did the six-way. Did you six do way. the thing where you were like, okay, if Joel can do it, I mean. 
Well, Joel Joel's didn't just, do it. But. Uh, uh, not fair. Not true. Okay, so first off, I mean, Tom's talking trash. Over what do you here. mean I not did fair, beat, not true? Did the, you do it? Okay, the first game Tom and I played on Foo Fighters, I beat him. Just it's saying. true, he did. The, the, he did, though. The, I was like, oh, there's another and skill shot over here. Him. So you hit the left, you hit the left, far left shot, it squiggles across, feeds the upper flipper, and then you can hit either of the loops or the ramp. Right. It feeds it back down, and then you can do that again. And so here's Tom getting achievements. It's like skill shot one times, two times, three times, four. It goes all the way up to six. I was like, dang, Tom. The next day, I got it. You can check my thing. <laughs> I have got the six time. So, so Kerry Hardy took the glass off of his game for no, you? No, 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 no. But that <laughs> says verified. a lot, though. That like, if me, Joel Division, right, if, if this guy <laughs> can hit a six times combo on that game, it says a lot. I mean, I that game shoots so well and i so travis it's like butter it shoots so well so good my to be honest the last time that i had this type of kinetic satisfaction playing a game was the first few times i played godzilla like it it just it's i love the way it shoots and we can't hear the game you can't hear the game it's a band theme like we can't hear the game so all of the foo fighter stuff like you know we didn't experience any of it um and the animations look incredible, but truthfully, this was another situation where the light show did an incredibly good job communicating what you need to hit. So when you're in a mode, we're not relying on a call out. We're not relying on the screen telling us what to do. The light show was telling us what to do. And I was able to get through two and a half cities, which I was pretty pumped with because I was approaching a mini wizard mode. Um, but Travis, I know you've played a lot of Foo Fighters because you were grinding away trying to figure out the the exploits before before um expo i mean your thoughts on that and, and we you, found you, them well you were playing mostly they all got patched so yeah you're playing mostly a pro so that's there's a big difference between the pro and premium with the upper yeah. play field well, and the multiplayer. i got i did get to play the premium some and okay. i gotta admit i much prefer the pro after playing both so i i, just I am like the opposite for, just so, for me just personally so you know. <laughs> i just feel like the pro plays faster i like the idea of seeing the ball whip around the right ramp uh, even the the side ramp, just like Colin talked about, just being able to see that all the way through and everything. Agreed. It just visually for me, I just much prefer that look see, and that I, feel. I didn't think the mini play field covered the side ramp that much where you couldn't see it. I, I no, thought it, it was didn't cover like that so. that yeah. that much. It's but not the like right Scooby Doo. Just right. no, 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 no. It's not. Yeah, no, but I mean, it just for me, I'm not really an upper play field fan to begin with. But I gave it a little bit of a try, you know, gave it the college try just to see how it work. And, I, you know, just for me, I just prefer the pro, but I know I'm going to be in the minority. I think the vast majority of people are going to prefer the premium version of it. I was perfectly fine. I, I think the dead post is pretty cool oh, as well. Yeah. When that when that happens, you know, that's a kind of like an exciting event to happen once you remember it's there. And yep. I think it's not necessarily the coolest part of that for me isn't using that it's making the decision afterwards when the ball gets on the flipper you can't trap up most of the time you just got to send it and then just get right back on your way so that's what i like that you're instantly just put right back in the action and it's not necessarily the uniqueness of it is that unlike a kickback where you're spending that time getting back under control you're basically just hitting the gas all over again as soon as that ball gets back to your flipper yeah. So that's the unique part that I think is pretty cool about it. The dead post is definitely like, it's your fault. If you don't save that ball, it's your fault. And that's, that's what I love about it is it's not a gimme. It's just not an automatic ball save. 
like you have to pay attention and you have to see all oh, the balls going out there. I have to hold up my left flipper and I may even have to nudge the game a little bit, depending on speed to save that ball. So it feels earned like it's an earned ball save. And I like I know there are certain games like TNA where you can flip and and potentially line up the right light to save your ball. And it's like, OK, I did that. Like I saved my ball because I was paying attention. This is that to a whole new level. And um, I thought it would be a novelty, but I really enjoyed the dead post. And then also the on the premium, the UFO mech, the Overlord mech, there's a bunch of lights under that. So when the ball's under him, it lights up really, really cool. And there's a magnet down there. So it does some really cool things just visually. So I definitely think for for novice players, they will enjoy that mech and the interaction with that game. So overall, fantastic. Fantastic game. Um, big, big thumbs up for me. I don't know. Any other thoughts on... On food. Oh, the kicker, the kicker too, man, that ball hits that thing and just sends the ball back up. I don't know. So many good That's things. Cool. Big old thumbs up. Uh, any, any other thoughts there? No. Okay. Um, two more games, two more games. Um, Godfather, Godfather, <laughs> Godfather. We talked about, <laughs> um, we talked about earlier about just strategy and whatnot. And, um, I don't know. Initial impressions of Godfather. Um, I don't know. Anybody want to go go first on that? Who's anybody? Wanna? So I played. I played Godfather. Go for it. And is it is my audio okay? Because yeah, you're good. Yeah. Okay. So it is uh, a lot better in person than it was on stream. When I watched Carl stream it. Yep. And I was very very impressed and satisfied with the shot layout and how uh, just the getting to shoot different shots the 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 problem persisted for me that it was the it, it plagues a number of jjp pins where just where everything's lit mm-hmm. and so and also you have in you know, like three multi-balls going at the same time that it just started by ha- feeling like happenstance it's like i'm playing a multi-ball like oh there's another multi-ball stacked there's another multi-ball stacked and so it's just multi-ball frenzy that i've got as far as five six balls flying around the play field i have no idea what i'm shooting at Sure, but the but I will say that, and also that I was very impressed. The flippers felt much better than most of the time when I played JJP flippers at a convention. I agree. So I don't know if they they fixed something with their power in terms of the number of pins they put on a circuit, or if they've actually done something different with their flippers. But the flippers felt better. The shot layout, the layout of the pin was very cool. I see a lot of potential in that pin. Um, is if I can ever figure out the rules. I uh, well said, well said, Colin. Um, I don't know, Travis. Go, yeah. It is uh, to me. I think it's. I I was very surprised by it. I, the last podcast that we had with Carl. I was kind of talking to you guys about at the end that I had a feeling that once I play it, that I might be hooked because I was able just to to look at the pen and look at the design and think of it in terms of like a white wood, just strip away everything else and see the shots. And after flipping it, to me, it shoots really fun. Like I had a great time on it. Probably by far it was, I, I would say out of all the pins there, it was probably the most fun I had on shooting in mm-hmm. general. So that part I enjoyed. I think the outside of the cabinet looks gorgeous. Yep. The artwork and all that looks fantastic. I'm still, when I look at the play field itself, it's, I'm still kind of taken aback because it just looks, I, I don't know what it is. It just looks off to me in general. But in person, the lights really weren't that big of a deal. 
as in like seeing a bunch of rainbows or anything like that. I'm sure they might have still been there, but it wasn't really that noticeable to me. And yeah, just the game shot very well. I thoroughly enjoyed that part. And I did get a chance to talk to Eric a little while and he was walking me through the game. So I got a general idea of what to shoot, when to shoot it. And so that was really helpful as well. But my only, if I had like one critique over it, it would probably be the same thing Colin kind of alluded to earlier. It's just that it does still seem like it's multi-ball heavy. Because yeah. I did find that there was, it just felt like there was a lot of multi-balls close to the start button, almost like all like, it's almost like there's four or five Bozo multi-balls right there <laughs> to where it's just yeah. really easy to get to. And I think what's going to end up happening with that is that if this pen for whatever reason, ends up in tournaments, it's ultimately whoever knows the rule set, at least in terms of how to get to one or two multiballs, stack it up and yeah. just keep revving up your job and just keep trying to get that score boosted up and take that risk to get the reward. I think they're going to trounce players that are lost on it more times than not. Because it's it's definitely set up to be one of those pins that you could get rewarded if you stay in play long enough. But of course, in tournament settings, it's not necessarily going to be that. So I could see something like that happening. I don't know if they're going to choose to code around that at all. Who knows? But I will say comparing this to a Toy Story, which I do still have, by the way, (laughs) I would say Godfather is just light years ahead of it. I mean, it's almost like when I was playing it, I was talking to somebody else next to me. I think it might have been Monica. I was just like, this doesn't even feel like this was made by the same company. It just, it feels like a totally different experience that's highly positive. It was, I feel like that there's enough nuance in the code. Probably if you tone down the multi-ball a little bit, it would allow you to explore more of that. And so I'm kind of curious to see how that would be in a home setting, being able to do that. But yeah, the shots, they felt great. And uh, I was very impressed by it. Probably for me, it was probably the best shooting Jersey Jack game that I've played before out of all of them. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. It was even better than dialed in. And you know, yeah, I agree. I was a really good job. I kudos to to Eric on that shot layout and design and how the different uh, shots do different things. And it it kept me on my toes. Yeah. Tom, I played a game with you and Neil. Um, Your thoughts on it. Uh, I, you know, it was the, it was the first game I played out of all the new games and, you know, I didn't have quite the best thoughts going into it. You know, I'm like, oh, Godfather theme. And, you know, it's a it's a drama movie. I, I don't know, <laughs> you know, kind of thing. And and after playing it, kind of like Travis, I, I did a 180 on it. I'm like, this is really cool. Um, I thought the shots were awesome. I love how that ball comes down back at your ramp and like just shoots on a target and goes flying. Yeah. Um, it's really cool. Um, there's a lot of mechanisms in the game. Uh, there's a lot of, <laughs> there's a lot of diverters. And, but what and, is a mechanism, Tom? I mean, right. I mean, well, the you question know, it's a bunch of parts that work together yeah. to uh, drop targets aren't mechs. Yeah. <laughs> you know, flippers aren't mechs apparently, but, yeah. um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I I really enjoyed it. I I decided to get one. Um, oh, I, 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 I didn't know that. Do have reservations you just heard it now, Joel? Jeez, uh, I do have reservations. Like Colin and 
and Travis alluded to about it being very multi-ball heavy. Yeah. Um, but I, but I like how they, it, it's kind of a, a mesh between uh, pirates rules and guns and roses rules. Travis is gone. See you, Travis. Again. So it's every 30 minutes. So it's almost a good, like we're hitting the two hour mark, you know, it's, it's just <laughs> like, yeah. Instead of paying for the software, can we just buy me a new camera? No, yes. you're a big boy. You're a big boy. You can figure, you can figure out how to keep that camera on. Yeah. Uh, but, keep going, Tom. <laughs> uh, where was I? The rules. Don't let, Tom, um, don't let Travis ruin the show. You know. No, I, I really like. I mean, I like. I like how there are a bunch of multi balls you can go go for, but also, I like that aspect of you know you can play these modes and and build up your score and try to cash it out, like, sure. like Guns N' Roses was. Um, yeah. But you know, I I think it's done in a a, a very good way this time around whereas with guns and roses it was like you're in this multi-ball and you, you got to keep the balls going and you can't trap up and you know all these all these different things and you got to keep the ball alive during uh november rain and it's like a 20 minute song <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, yeah i i i agree with everything you all three of you said I, I i was super blown away with how it shot it shot incredibly well i enjoyed that a lot the diverters though keep you on your toes you don't necessarily know i mean this is going to be a game you're going to have to learn because you're hitting a shot like the kind of the right ramp oh that'll feed this nope it's coming back at you this way or no it's going that way so uh you got to pay attention um I watched Neil. Neil blew it up. Neil blew it up when we were there. Yeah, remember, uh, remember the lady behind us. She was. Yeah, pissed. I felt bad for her because he. <laughs> she was yeah. pissed. Yeah, she Neil. ended up going to another. It, I mean, it's a weird thing when you're at a show. It's like, okay, he's killing it, but yet there is a line. Like, should he drain? And he even asked. He's like, should I drain? And <laughs> no, uh, he paid they were for like, a no, like we're about show. to see. Like he was two stained was glass windows deep. away he from he was deep, deep in the game, <laughs> which is interesting that the the first or second time he played it, he's blowing through the game. But then again, every job he started, he as soon as he could cash out, he just did. Like he wanted to get through the game. He kept getting into multi balls, and I know from a scoring standpoint, there's a whole weapon thing there that we weren't using. So like if you know you're going to cash out, you can do a weapon. There's a multiplier associated with that. Yeah. Is that um, like a two x and a five x? It's yeah, a whole it has thing. To do like with that. the spinner, yeah. I believe. Yeah, I believe it's a you whole have to hit the spinner thing. to to rev it up, kind of thing. Your weapons. I, I don't uh, know. But I, well, you you need to start listening to the loser Kindle. Oh, did he talk about it there? Yeah, need to yeah. pay attention. See, the way that I learn pins is I watch Carl. Joel told us it was all in his noggin. He knows I watch, it all. No, oh. I watch a stream. I watch a stream, and then I and then I I really it doesn't stick until I play the game. It doesn't stick until I play the game. But anyways, uh, it was awesome. It was awesome to shoot. It, the 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 art on it's gorgeous. Um, but I agree with everything you're saying. It it seems it is very much a JJP thing. All the lights, all the time. So like I said earlier, there were games like Pulp Fiction and there were games like Foo Fighters that you couldn't hear the game, but yet the lights still choreographed well what to do. And this, it's just like, I had no idea. The, all the lights are on and I don't know. Like, it's not there. And this is the first JJP game that I've played that doesn't have that secondary monitor that's telling you exactly what to do, uh, like in Toy Story and GNR. So it's it's going to be a game that I think if you own it, if it's in your basement and you really dive in and learn the rules, there's so much there. And luckily the game shoots really, really well. Um, so really another game that I was uh, like pleasantly surprised at how well um, I enjoyed the game. 
Yeah, I'm going to have to stay um, at Tom's place next time I go to DA2 so I can play Bond 60. Yeah. I can play Godfather. I can play Pulp Fiction. Yeah, yeah. So Lord another I just have event number one at Tom's house at this we, rate. We got to do yeah. a pinskins here. There we go. Uh, yeah, it was awesome. So another big thumbs up from me. Um, so we saved the best for last, right? We saved the game. We all just GTA. <laughs> so first off, uh, so many people asked, did I get a lunchbox? No, I did not. Unfortunately, I did not get my lunchbox. Um, they, I saw them. They looked great. Uh, this was a sale. sad day. They weren't for sale. Apparently, the those were just like samples, and their their main shipment of lunchboxes didn't come in in time. So whenever those go up online, I will be buying a lunchbox. I did get a poster from Franchi. Franchi was awesome. Uh, talked to him. He hooked me up with a poster. Super nice guy. It was great talking to him. And the art, okay. I mean, I think we can all agree. The art on GTF is fantastic very good um it looks incredible like it chris killed that package if you've ever wanted uh one of your pinball machines to look like a tank they did it (laughs) they did it really well like it it looks like a freaking tank i mean it's it's absurd and i went to the ap um seminar and dennis norman said he's like if you're just gonna put this in a row don't buy the tank like buy just buy the normal the standard one but if you if you have room a corner or you want to put it at the end and you want something to look kind of cool buy the tank i mean it's (laughs) it's nobody i don't think anybody's requested it but there are definitely people that are like all right i'm in on that um they actually explain the application of did they show like how to turn it into a tank yeah it's it's a it's it's instant latch but what is Uh interesting it's an automatic latch but they did say we do recommend putting the screws in the back box though so like nobody's gonna do that there so but you it's have like, to like unscrew the back box well that's what they're, they're suggesting you put those in probably to, to cover themselves if somebody shakes too hard and the whole head comes down the but lawyers, it is just yeah. an automatic latch or there's a button you put and lay it back down i mean it's and pretty it is quick possible for that to happen because one of the versions i played on it the back box we literally stopped playing because we were like is this going to shake off like oh, every boy. time we barely nudged it it was um the back box is a totally different design not only the tank one but also it's a thinner back box and they kind of have the panel like the speakers set back a little bit so there is a cool light that they put there i mean cosmetically the game looks insane it's it's really a great game to look at um audio uh i couldn't hear any call outs the only thing i heard was dubstep so um, Dennis Norman said, this is my universe that I'm creating. If you want to know the storyline, the storyline is you're on a moon that the atmosphere of this moon just happens to be a good atmosphere for livestock to live on. So cows and chickens live on that. So if there's cows How and chickens, they get there? you know, I'm not going, you know, you're going to have to use your imagination here, Travis. I need to know the lore. How did the cows and I the don't chickens know. Maybe you have to beat to the, the game and they'll moon. explain it. But with <laughs> cows come big milk, with milk comes <laughs> ice cream so the whole lab is all about ice cream and then that's why they're these tanks and are invading they're trying to steal your ice cream so they're trying to steal cows they're trying to steal your ice cream that's the whole thing this is this is his wait, world wait wait, wait. so the tanks yeah, were yeah. not part of the galactic <laughs> no we are fighting we're we are fighting, fighting the galactic tank the invading tanks with our tanks we got oh. a big old tank battle over so saving the we, cows for whatever reason we brought so we got a moon base. Yeah, yeah. Let, mm-hmm. me, let me get this straight. And you got to bring a tank. We brought cows, chickens, oh, yeah. and tanks. Yeah, to protect the ice cream. Three things that go together. Okay. It's just science, man. I mean, 
mean, you were taught that in Oklahoma. You need the cows to make <laughs> ice cream, right? It's, so I what mean, are it's, the chickens for then? I get, I get the purpose of the tank and Isn't the purpose of the cow. What's the purpose of the chickens? Something? I don't know. It's a, I mean, you can't they just said, eat ice cream all the time, Travis. <laughs> they, you need some said, protein. It very, was the wizard mode, like you just eat baked chicken now? Uh, he said very clearly in the seminar, like, this is his universe, so anything goes. He's like, I like dubstep. I, he understands it's a 1950s aesthetic, but he doesn't want 1950s music. This is his universe. He wanted dubstep, so he put dubstep in it. Um, I mean, it, uh, so if you hate dubstep, sorry. I mean, but if if you're into that, you're into it. Um, so that's the only audio I could hear. That there's a ton of cheesy. I mean, they went all in on the cheese. On on uh, there's a lot of cheesy lines. There's the a fudge. lot of like one or the other. You yeah. Know, Get your um, like what the fudge happened there. You know, <laughs> there's a lot of dairy jokes, a lot of puns, um, and then the video assets. They were very proud. They said it during the seminar that they have two animators. So everything that you see was done with two people. You know, a lot of other places have big animation teams. Um, I think the animations are good. They're, but it kind of looks like two people did it. You know, like it doesn't look like a huge team. Um, so I don't know. It's just, I was okay with that. I was okay with the animations. I was okay with the audio and I was okay with the art package. Anybody have anything else in terms of the aesthetics and the sound thoughts on how it looked? I thought the light show was pretty cool with the, okay. uh, you know, you have the light strip coming down the middle yeah, and kind of built in pin stadiums basically. Yeah. 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 Kind of almost like backlit kind of thing, but sure. Um, gameplay wise yeah let's go so yeah that's all good big old thumbs up on all that that's what i would say big old thumbs up on yep. all that so gameplay. we have one thumb up so far yeah. gameplay about the cabinet and the art yeah, and the yeah. light show if, if, and the if ice you're cream. A, yeah ice cream. <laughs> if you if you are a pin thumbs collector up for ice cream. if the goal with owning a pinball machine to you is just like you just like looking at them or you like having, having a tank in your you living just room? like you want just something that looks cool nailed it like nailed it it's a good looking game. Colin, did you play the game? I think you're going to be. Did you play it? I played it at the yeah tail end of this festival. Okay. So on Sunday, yeah. I know you've you've spoken positively of all these games, so I'm going to let you go first because I, I think you're going to you're going to say this in a very kind or as kind as you can. What were your thoughts on the gameplay of Galactic Tank Force? Uh, it wasn't my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Okay. Uh, it, okay. I mean, so yeah, it's just the I don't know if it was a function of the the being at the tail end of the festival and therefore maybe things had gotten tired, but the the flippers just didn't they didn't feel good. It was it was very, very difficult to make the ramp. Um so like I said, it, it could just be a function of the the coils getting tired over the course of the weekend and the tail end of Sunday even. And uh, yeah, it just it didn't it, you know that it kind of just on the opposite end of the spectrum of something like uh, Foo Fighters, yeah. In terms of in terms of the kinetic satisfaction, I did not get much kinetic satisfaction from GTF. I I got no kinetic satisfaction from GTF personally. That was something. Yeah, there was not. A, I can't think of a shot uh, that felt like ooh. That was like it just. I don't know. Travis, he's raising his hand. What shot? I can tell you. Oh, the yeah. shot, the one that goes right up the middle, oh yeah, and then goes over your flippers <laughs> into the ball trough. 
kinetic Air satisfaction. <laughs> so the tank multiple times. The tank has five small stand-up targets in front of it and there are different points where you have to hit very specific ones, other ones you just have to bash that and there's actually a little robot dude that pops out at certain points which is kind of cool. It's a, it's it's a mech dead center of the game. You can't miss it. Um the problem though, I experienced it. I watched Travis experience it. If you hit that those stand-ups, I mean er, this is not new. Like I know on like Sparky on Metallica, there's problems where if you hit those targets in front of them, the ball can fly back. So there's like entire like plastic protectors to like keep the ball down. Well, what happens here is you drill that stand up and the ball literally flies in the air over top of your flippers. And they put an actual like ball save post, big old rubber post between the flippers to try to help you with that. Stopping it. That only Doesn't helps matter. if the ball stays on the play It's field. just the game honey-dicking you. The ball goes like <laughs> right over it into the ball trough. I mean, it happened oh to my me gosh. two or three times. I watched, on a podcast. <laughs> I watched it happen to Travis. And um, Arcade Hollywood actually has some, he had access to a game. And he has like a seven-minute like kind of cool stream clip. And he has a clip of it. Like it happened to him. Like this is, this is, a, this is a problem. And, and, uh, I, mean, I tested this, Joel. I played three different games on three different pins for GTF to see maybe it just happened to be that one. Yeah. It was all three of them. Yeah. I, I had air balls every single time. And so I, the very first time I stepped up to it, I was remarking to who was with me there that I was kind of shocked to see that there was no air ball deflector anywhere yeah. in that area because yeah. we were just running under the assumption that it was probably going to happen. Because we hadn't seen any gameplay, then sure as shit, very first shot we took, you could hear it just hit off the glass and go yep. flying. It's like, okay, this is fun. Yeah, and it's another thing I saw is because even if it doesn't, even if you're lucky and it doesn't fly over your flippers, it still is getting airborne. The play you're field, one timing it, yeah. The play field though in that area in front of the flippers is cratered, taking like, a beating. It is taking a beating. And that's something I've, I've, I had a hot wheels here and the play field was gorgeous. Like, I think it's not like it's, I think it's just, it's brutal on, and I get it that, that, that pins, those pins were basically being played nonstop for three days, but it's just to see that. I don't know how you address that when it's a mechanical problem. You just, I, you just put optos on both sides. A, so you, you have that beam that goes through and the ball goes through it. It's like a million points <laughs> for the ball save. You got to, you got to put some kind of plastic over those five targets. But I remember when I had a Transformers LE, there was that drop target that, that you had to hit. And yeah, that thing was a massive, massive air ball thing. And they had a, they had to come out with a fix for that. So, well, I mean, I think it's definitely possible that that, that could be yeah. fixed. I think we got to see that. There has to be an air ball deflector there. Otherwise, I mean, it just... Or somebody I won't mods say it, it makes the game... Yeah, it doesn't make the game unplayable because you can still do other shots. But if you want to just yeah, you do have to that shot... Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. like you have to just avoid it completely. And that's... I mean, you don't want you don't want to produce a game in which somebody has to actively avoid something that is so prominent yeah. in the game. Or so I, I think that that's the fix for something like that. Or if you're a novice, you know, and you put your dollar in and you go up there and 
second time you drill that tank, the ball's gone. Like you had nothing. It's like, well, what was that? Yeah. That, that. <laughs> yep. um, I, I agree with all that. And there's, there's really, there's just some standups on the left. There's some standups on the right. You have an orbit shot on the left, an orbit shot on the right. Your, your ramp is on the left. And then on the right, there's a kind of a shot to go into a VUC. And then you have the tank, and that's it. I mean, oh, there's you, just... for, you forgot about the movable mechanism. Oh, the movable UFO cow target, which is a hurry up. Got to save the cows. Got to save the cows. A, there is a cool light show with that. That uh, oh yeah, it has lights. It definitely got... <laughs> definitely has a light show. It's got lights. It's got art. It's got so sound. I, I, well, I, so my problem with the game because I was very hyped for this game. My problem GGF. with yeah, my problem with how the layout is. Is it's just after you avoid the tank, it's just kind of like, I don't know. It it just feels very milk toast. Like it's just the shots are what they are. (laughs) If the flippers aren't powerful, like good luck with the left ramp. We had multiple times to where the magnet was failing us in the backside to where the ball was just like going right past it. And we weren't getting our locks or anything. And that could be a result of the show in general too. Just the coils getting hot. Sure. You know, who knows? So it's kind of hard to judge off that, but I will say, because I owned a Hot Wheels for a while, I much preferred that layout over GTF. But I like the idea of tanks and ice cream and cows and chickens. <laughs> I, we just got to figure out how to put this all together. Yeah, it's I, I've spoken to a few different people, and I think there's a lot of us that were like really hoping to be just wowed by GTF. Like just to this be this, you know, unlicensed crazy darling of a pin that's just insane you know and um unfortunately like i had high hopes even though i didn't know what to and i i was i'm I'm sorry but i was really let down like really let down with my experience with gtf and i hope i hope they can make some mechanical changes and uh you know they they talked about it though in the in the ap seminar they've had this play field a long time like in in the way they talk about it is they're like yeah, even when it was just a Whitewood, we found ourselves playing it for like 30 or 40 minutes, just having a blast. And that's the only thing that it's like, if you've had this long to work on this play field, they said it was a lot more simple too. They said when they got to American Pinball, American Pinball actually added stuff into the game. Their their initial goal was a more simplistic game. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. But I do think there will need to be some sort of adjustment mechanically. And, um, and then when it comes to the audio package or the video, I, until we, until we start seeing people stream it, I don't know if that'll be good, annoying, don't really know. Um, so part of me wonders too, with the front, with those targets right there, cause sure. I noticed on some of the pins, they were kind of not perfectly lined either. Like some of them were a little bit offset too. Okay. So I wonder if they come offset maybe that causes the air balls a little bit more dramatically than others that might be aligned properly or i don't know because i don't see how this yeah. is missed in the white wood stage that's the thing maybe move them back actually a little more under the tank if you can so that the, the tank know. could potentially i'm not a save. game designer i have I no know. idea Joel. Yeah. i just play the game i'm not either i just go for multiple um just go for multiple yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know so that was it those were the six games those are six games. Any other thoughts on uh, GTF or any of the games we talked about or any other games you played there that, that you want to, well, we got a one and a half. What was the thumbs. game of the show? Um, Can I, you pick one? When I walked mm. away, my final 
thoughts. My game of the show is like Foo Fighters. If I was going to add a game right now, Foo Fighters is the game like I can't wait to play it more. And I think Zach is going to let me borrow one maybe even as early as next week to start streaming. So like Foo Fighters is absolutely the game that I'm most excited to play. Um, my other thought was if you're in on a Pulp Fiction LE, you made a brilliant choice. You made an amazing choice. That Thank game you, is, looks incredible. Well done, Tom. And then the P3. The P3 just as a system in general is becoming more and more fun. And I'm I really enjoyed my time on Final Resistance. So those were kind of my main my main takeaways personally. Um I don't let's go around. Colin, what were your thoughts walking away from TPF? What were your main takeaways? Exhausted. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah, Um, I think uh, as far as takeaways, um, you know, I I, you know, I knew a lot about Final Resistance because I, you know, got to play test it and stuff like that. But the one, the, the thing that the, the my biggest surprise of the show was how much I enjoyed playing Godfather because I knew I was going to enjoy playing Foo Fighters after watching the stream. That's why mm-hmm. I put it in the tournament because I saw how well it shot. I knew I could, I, after talking to Ray Day, I knew I could trust that the the rules were going to be good and that it was going to, and I was, I was happy with my decision. A lot of people were questioning me about whether I should put Foo Fighters in a tournament. Um, and I think it worked out well. Uh, but I was really the, the, my biggest surprise of the show was how much I enjoyed playing Godfather. Nice. Nice. Travis. Yeah. I would just echo the same thing. I, I went into the show thinking, okay, Godfather might be a solid three just because just, playing it just seeing the the design the layout but i would probably put it right up there with foo fighters right now i'd have those tied wow right now and i just need more time on godfather to kind of see how the code shakes out and just probably because i played foo fighters enough now just in a an enclosed area to where i could hear the sounds and everything and it's a lot of fun shots are great songs great animations great everything on it's fantastic and I just think with Godfather, I want to give it a, a little bit more time to kind of see where it's at exactly. But I would definitely put it up there close to Foo Fighters at this point, just based off my experience on it in general. Okay. And uh, I would actually put Final Resistance way up there as well. I was very impressed with how that played with the speed of the game, the sound of the game. And no, I didn't play any of the modes, but I still did explore <laughs> all the that shots. that multi-ball so. though. Oh, that multi <laughs> It's pretty sick. As fast as it comes. Yeah. yeah. No. So those uh those three I probably really enjoyed. And just I don't know. I, I hope to see something out of GTF, like the fix that we just talked about. I think that that could help it out a lot. They can figure that part out. Um, I mean Scooby Doo, Scooby Doo. We've discussed yeah. that. Yep. You know, plenty of times. And then Pulp Fiction, I didn't get a chance to play it, but it looks fun. So just based based off looks alone, I'd probably put it like mid pack at this point until I actually get a chance to play it. But I do like the theme though. I've probably seen the movie at least 10 times. So the theme really draws me in to something like that. And I think even like, I, I like the idea of a single level game, but if Pulp Fiction happened to be what Godfather is, I I would probably like be all in. Interesting. On okay. I cool. think you I think you will be after you actually play it. I hope yeah. so. Like I still hold on to the thought that if that game was Sopranos instead of Godfather, it it would have gone over like gangbusters cuz there's a lot of people in pinball, pinball collectors that love Sopranos more than what people realize. Interesting. Very interesting, Joel. 
Tom. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, final thoughts, Tom. Tom Overall. Talks. TPF oh, yeah. was fun. <laughs> TP. Oh man, it was. Yes. Um, no game wise, what stood out or yeah, your, uh, yeah, it, it's hard to choose. I, I would say probably Foo Fighters at the top. Um, and then kind of like tied for second for me would be Pulp Fiction and, and Godfather. Yeah. And lucky for you, all three of those pins are coming your way. Yep. (laughs) And then I would say, you know, Right there behind them would be Final Resistance, and then yeah. probably uh, you know, a little kind of in the distance, uh, G- yeah. GTF and Scooby Doo. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I totally agree. But it was awesome. Uh, TPF was great. Um, between just all these awesome new games to play, the tournament. What you know, even as a as a fan viewing it, watching it was awesome. Uh, there were so many people there, uh, having, being able to meet people and talk to people and see friends and everything. Um, TPF is definitely, if, if you are listening to this and you've never been to a pinball show, it's worth it. Like TPF really is worth the trip. Um, if you can only make one, if you can only make one, it is a fantastic, And there are dates already for TPF next year. Oh, cool. Yep. Yeah. I don't know what they I are. don't know what they are, but yeah. I know it. <laughs> but they're there. The banners, It'll be March. It'll be March something. So in case anybody looks it up, it's, it's over uh, St. Patty's Day, isn't it? I think. Yeah, it might be like the so early March weekend. I think it's a little earlier. Yeah, oh. it's just uh, the one thing that's remarkable about the show with TPF is if you buy the early bird special price, it's so ridiculously underpriced. Like for I, what you for what you get to be able to go to that show for you know Friday evening, Saturday, and then half a day Sunday. Yeah. For like what is it, sixty five bucks? That's cheap. So I bought my tickets at the door and I paid eighty five bucks. <laughs> I mean it's just Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. It's awesome. Um, yeah. I I really uh I was gonna tell Colin this. I really like how the tournament ends Saturday. Yes. And you have your time to enjoy Sunday. And, uh, you know, it's a little lighter on Sunday, too. Um, but it, it, it's, uh, I mean, it was still packed, but it wasn't quite as packed. But, um, yeah, it was, it, that was nice, you know, just to enjoy the show and everything. It was really cool. It was, it's a great show. Great show. But, Anything else? Anything else the three of you guys want to discuss? Um, or should no. we just go ahead and wrap her up? We we crushed it, Joel. Cool. Yeah. And this is why we're number one right here. Well, what I will say is um, I think the audio has sounded good this whole time. The video has has been in and out of potato cam all. T- so I have no idea what's coming. If if you're watching this video and it looks great, well done, Zencaster. Uh, if it looks terrible, <laughs> we will go back to the old method next week. So we will see. Um but yeah, let's uh we'll go ahead and plug it up. Um plug away, Colin. Whatever you wanna whatever you wanna plug, it's all you. Uh yeah, just come to uh TPF next year. If you uh ever were on the fence about coming to it, and if you did go to it, come back. It's the it's the best show. Awesome. And uh good luck with your endeavors at P three for sure. Thanks for being on here. Thanks for running a good tournament and can't wait to see what you... Uh... Yeah, I will say one last thing about P3. If you're on the fence about P3, get in line now. Like, get your get your deposit in now because 
it's a it's a pretty long lead time. You know, people you know, multimorphic's <laughs> not a big company, so yeah. um, it, you you're gonna you're gonna get the value out of it. And it, the one interesting thing is you don't see. Um, I don't think you see P3s on the mar- on the on the secondhand market, and that should tell you something right there. Yeah, it's it's rare because I've looked a few times. It's rare. It's rare to see them. But yeah, it's a year. It's a year leeway um, for sure. If you already have one, then the modules are a lot less. But um, well, lead time. But yeah, it's a pretty awesome system. But yeah, thanks um, for having me. Well, on. thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for being on here, uh, Travis. Plug away, man. I know you got a long list. Yeah, you guys can find me on the Triple Drain Pinball Podcast right here on YouTube and on whatever podcatcher. Well done. Thank way you. To, way to crush that list. Yep. Thank you. I'm all over it. Uh, 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 thanks for wearing the merch, man. Appreciate that. Look at you. Oh, yeah. You guys can find me on OnlyFans also. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> uh, Tom, plug away, man. Uh, you can find me here or on Fox City's Pinball. And awesome. Twitch and YouTube. Yes um and yeah and uh you can find me on the flipping out uh youtube stream every wednesday night from 10 to midnight eastern daylight time or on this wonderful podcast yeah okay well i think that's it i think we'll wrap it up once again colin thanks for being on here really appreciate that and um like always tom you get the last words good night time for bed <laughs>